Saturday across the Sky Racing Network. and markets, plus interviews with the key jockeys and trainers on today's Thoroughbred Racing. And the gates are back. Racing HQ. On Sky Sports Radio and Sky Racing. In association with Racing New South Wales and the Australian Turf Club. This is Racing HQ. Hey, very good uh, morning. Great to have your company on uh, Racing HQ on this Saturday. A big Saturday of racing coming up here on Racing HQ before 7am. We're going to catch up with Kerry Weir, Tumut trainer, coming up with what I believe is his first runner in a tab highway, a horse called Laurel Hill. So we'll catch up with Kerry very shortly. Blake Ryan as well, doing a great job with his team out at Hawkesbury. He's got a key chance in the midway. And then after 7am, we'll get into all our interviews with Ray Thomas. We've got Bjorn Baker on the show. He's got stacks of runners um, across Sydney and Newcastle. Uh, then we've got Luke Pepper on the show as well. Of course, his first group won today with Opal Ridge. John O'Shea. David Payne will join us. He's sweating on a couple of scratchings for his horses to get runs this afternoon at Randwick. John Sargent's going to join us. And finally, James Cummings. That's all before 8 a.m. So lots to look forward to. Stick around with us on Racing HQ and we'll help you try and back plenty of winners throughout the afternoon. First up, let's get into our track reports. And joining us from Randwick is Matthew Cork. Good morning, Matthew. Morning, Anthony. Any rain at all at uh, Randwick overnight? Uh, no rain overnight, but we did have uh, 7.6 millimetres Thursday afternoon into uh, Thursday evening, which tipped us into that soft five range. Uh, we've, we've put up the soft five this morning at a penover of 5.35 and a going stick of 9.5. And what's your rail today, Matthew? Uh, six metres. We pushed it out a, a further three just to get off that wear from our last meeting on the, on the 10th. So uh, it's 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 pushed it off the majority of the wear. Uh, there is some light marking down the straight, but uh, all in all, it's a, it's a good pad. And we wouldn't expect that soft five to change throughout the afternoon. It's been typically cold for this time of year. Yeah, this time of year, mate, you don't get much improvement, but uh, we'll assess during the day. Um, but all in all, it, it's, it presents very well. And the last meeting at Ramwick and the pattern over the early part of winter, how's it been from your team's point of view? Been playing fair? Uh, very fair, mate. There's not been no clear pattern. Uh, it's been racing really well. Uh, very happy with it. Excellent. Have a great day, Matthew. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Okay, so there's the track report for Randwick. We're on a soft five, rail out six metres. It's obviously very cold for this time of year and the track expected to play very fair. The first race at 11am, the Civic Stakes is the feature race at 3.05 this afternoon. Uh, so that's Randwick. Let's get to Chris Nation at Newcastle. Uh, he's on his... Well, we're, we're hoping to get to Chris Nation at Newcastle very shortly. Of course, we've got the Group 1 from Eagle Farm as well, um, the Tats Tiara. So we'll get a track report there very shortly. Caulfield Racing this afternoon and Morfittville. They've had a lot of rain over in Morfittville uh, over the last couple of days. So um, we'll get all those track reports. I can tell you that at Newcastle, their first race is at 11.55 and at the first of seven or eight races there, 11.55 today. Uh, up at Eagle Farm, 
We will get there very shortly with Jim Roberts. That group one, the Tats Tiara, all eyes on uh, Opal Ridge. We're going to try and catch up with, uh, we are going to catch up with Luke Pepper a little bit later on. It's his first group one winner, or group one runner, I should say. Hopefully it's a winner. Um, And we'll get to Luke um, very, very shortly. All right. Now we're just working on the hop here. We've got Jim Roberts from Eagle Farm joining us. Good morning, Jim. Yeah, good morning, Andy. How are you? Yeah, really good. Um, what's your weather like at um, Eagle Farm today? Yeah, nice day. Yeah, I think the, for- the forecast today is a sunny day and uh, a temperature top temperature of 24 degrees. So it looks like a nice day and light wind. So it's like the top day in Brisbane. What have you rated your track, Jim? Uh, track rating this morning, a good four. The um, pink at 5.8, which is, you know, pretty much where we want it to be. Uh, the rail at six metres, um, you know, no ir- nil irrigation the last 24 hours, but I put on 19 for the last seven days and we had a light shower here on Thursday night, but there's not, not much in it, only half a mil. So other than that, it's been a pretty clear week. So everything's looking good to a good day of racing. And the track's been playing very fair from your team's point of view throughout the carnival? Yeah, it has. Yeah, no, it's raced really well. And the comments from, you know, from, from jockeys, et cetera, and trainers has been very positive. So so I can't see any reason why it won't sort of race in that similar pattern again today. And it's, like I said, it's in good condition. It's come back well from Stradbroke Day. Like I moved the rail out a couple of metres. It was at four metres on Stradbroke Day. We've gone out a couple on new ground. But, uh, yeah, overall, it's tracks in really good shape. And I walked it again this morning. We put a couple of horses over it just before, and the jockeys reported that it felt fantastic. So, so that's a good sign and a good start for the day for us. Excellent. All right. Have a great day, Jim. Thanks for your time. Thank you, mate. Cheers. Jim Roberts there at uh, Eagle Farm. So just uh, repeating a good four. Rail out six metres, the entire circumference. Final group one of the season. And track expected to play very fair their first race at 11.43 the group one Tats Tiara at 3.17 okay we've got Chris Nation for Newcastle good morning Chris morning mate how are you yeah thanks for uh, thanks for your time this morning I know it's a busy Not time a of year always on a Saturday uh, what's yeah. your track rating today yeah we've got a good four we had two mils or two and a half mils uh, Thursday afternoon which looked like it was going to be ugly and then it that went away. So uh, the track's a good four. Look, it might be that little bit sticky on top early, but we've got no dew this morning. It's very windy, very fresh, but uh, I think it's going to be a beautiful winter's day. So and I think the track will play well and a nice little pad. What have you done with your rail? Out two metres, is that right? Yeah, yeah, out two metres. So we've probably got a fresh pad. Obviously, the recovery's not real good this time of year on the turn. So we've probably got a fresh pad for, uh, from two to about the seven or eight metre line. And then there's a little bit of wear and tear. Um, from there on out where we've had the last couple of meetings out a bit wider. So uh, I don't think that affects anything. I think it'll play pretty even. And, your, yeah, your team's been happy with the way it's been playing recently in terms of no patterns? Yeah. Yeah, look, we're, we're, we're wrapped with it at the moment. As I said, the grass cover helps this time of year. Uh, last year and, and, and years past, because of all the weather, we haven't had this amount of grass cover. So um, that's what mainly uh, mainly helps it hold together this time of year, which... Um, you know, keeps it good. They must have had a bit of rain in Newcastle yesterday. They called the dogs off last uh, night. Was there rain? At the dock? Uh, no, nah, not yes. Yeah, not not here. The dogs are a fair way out. We did get it Thursday night. Yeah, okay. But um, yeah, we it was a you know real stormy thunder, lightning, but um, yeah, nothing, no rainy. It was all frost and bubble. But as I said, it, it went to the north because um, obviously Tamworth and Scone got a bit. Mm. Um, but yeah, just didn't get as far. All right. Good on you, Chris. We'll let you go. Thanks for your time.
Good on you, buddy. Appreciate it. Station there at Newcastle. So their first race at 11.55. 11.55 at Newcastle is their first of eight. Phil Roberts down to call all the races there. Good four. And the rail is out, uh, the rail is out two metres. Um, and no rain there at Newcastle. So looking forward to a, a good afternoon of provincial racing up there. And hopefully the weather stays stays away. Does ex- uh, well, is expected to anyway. All right. So we've knocked off Framwick, Newcastle. Eagle Farm. We've got Caulfield and Morfittfield to come. I can tell you at Caulfield, their first race is at 11.55. First of nine races, 11.55. And at Morfittville, their first race is at 12.02. And we know they've got at Morfittville nine races there this afternoon. So busy period at both Caulfield and Morfittville. Good racing down there at Caulfield as well, actually. I was keen to see the two-year-old race uh, in particular in race number one. There's an interesting... Uh, Sydney horse heading down there for that. So, yeah, keen to see that one in particular. All right, uh, Ian Whittison is with us with us for Morfittville. Good morning, Ian. Good morning. What's your track rating at Morfittville today? Yeah, we're on the main track um, today. Uh, track rating is a heavy nine. Yep. Uh, Peno come back through at a 7.55. So, not too bad. Not really where we want it, but after we had 36.5 mil of rain on Thursday, it's kind of the best we can do, really, on the old track, so it doesn't mm-hmm. train as well. Uh, the rail's out 10 metres from the 1,200 to winning post and six metres remainder. So rail out 10 metres from the 1,200 to the winning post and then, yep. would you say, six metres the remainder? Six metres remainder, yeah. Six metres the remainder. How do you expect it to play with that rain in terms of a pattern? I think it's going to play all right. It's pretty even track where the rail is now. Um, there's not too much wear out there. Um yeah, there's not too much rain forecast for days. They say one to five mil, but I think it's mostly um, late arvo and evening rain. So I think the rain might come in at about four o'clock in the afternoon. So hopefully we'll miss it. So, yeah, hopefully we'll stay in iron all day and not get too much more rain. Okay, thanks, Ian. Have a good day. Stay dry. No worries, thank you. Ian Whittison there at Morfittville. So heavy nine. Yeah, they had a lot of rain earlier on in the week. I know we spoke to Tim Edwards on Racing HQ. Must have been uh, Thursday or Friday. Um, and he was uh, having to use buckets to, to clear some water out of his um, his own house. And they were having to pump the water out at one point as well. So very wet down there in South Australia. Heavy nine at Morfittville. Uh, rail out 10 metres from the 1,200 metres to the winning post and then 6 metres the remainder. We're off to a short break. It's uh, 6.40 on Racing HQ. You know the feeling when your mate's golf ball flies past yours? Or when you're on the green in regulation, but he holds it from the bunker? At Drummond Golf, we get it. That's why we have our lowest price guarantee. As Australia's biggest, you can count on our massive buying power for the lowest prices in golf. But if you do happen to find a lower advertised price, we'll beat it. The Drummond Golf lowest price guarantee. Unbeatable. Conditions apply. For the very best entertainment in the territory, you just can't beat NT Thoroughbred Racing. A day at the races simply must be on your bucket list. Whether it's Darwin, the Alice or one of the country clubs, go Territory Racing. Be part of it.
Hi, it's Matty Johns. Get your years of hard work recognised and get the qualification you deserve with the help of Skills Certified. Their partner RTOs assess your workplace skills and can turn them into a nationally recognised qualification through recognition of prior learning. It could open your career options, increase your salary or even get your promotion. Why spend unnecessary time and money when life has already qualified you? Take the free 60-second skills check now at skillscertified.com.au. Get your skills certified. Hello, you've called Bank. All our overseas operators are busy right now, but your call is very important to us. Yeah, right. And even though we're busy... Counting your money. You are our number one priority. Then answer the phone. Your call is important. Unless I want to leave. The current waiting time is 18 hours and 36 minutes. What a bunch of bankers. Hey, I heard that. For friendly Aussie experts who answer the phone or text if you prefer, go to athena.com.au where you're the priority. Athena, love us and leave us. And here is a champion. Cracksman wins the champion in fantastic style. The only place to catch the very best equine superstars from around the globe. First time, every time, is right here. Live and exclusive across the Sky Racing Network. Racing HQ, brought to you by Bet's Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Racing HQ Bet's Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with? 6.42 on Racing HQ. We will try and catch up with Jason Kerr, the track manager at Caulfield throughout the morning. He's just got other commitments. So we'll push on on Racing HQ. Time to catch up with Brody Nixon, our trial spy specialist. Good morning, Brody. Good morning, Anthony. Good morning, everyone. Thanks for getting up nice and early for us. What have you got in terms of trialers today at Ramwick for us? Yeah, it's a tricky day in terms of trialers. The first one we're going to highlight comes up a little bit early in the card. Uh, race number four, a horse called Hollywood Hero. Now, this horse broke its maiden a couple of runs ago when the blinkers went on at Warwick Farm, took him straight to the front over the mole and dominated his opposition there. He defeated O to V and also a stayer on the rise by the name of Gorgeous Zara. He was all too good for them with the blinkers going on. Dylan Gibbons eased him right down. He could have won by a lot further than the half a length. Then he contested the Group 1 Randall Guineas. Now, he trialed behind Pasagiata, the stable mate, of course, in the same very, very fast gallop out of the same stable. But it was his latest piece of work by Shalailda, which really got me up and about. He trialled in between Shalailda and Smart Legend. Now, both very race-fit horses, and especially Smart Legend, came out and won once again last Saturday. Against nothing too special in regards to the opposition, but those horses are rock-hard fit. And Hollywood Hero, with the blinkers off, work really well in between them. I think this horse is going quite well. $8.50 has been a noted drifter, so I'm not too sure what the market does. He's up against a host of race-fit horses, so he's going to roll forward. Not too sure if he's ready to rock and roll today, but for my eye, he looks a perfect Grafton Guineas horse. Vaughan Baker won the Grafton Cup with Arapahoe last year, and Hollywood Hero might be one for the Northern Rivers Carnival. All right, so Hollywood Hero, race four, horse number six, currently 8.50 on tab fixed odds. If not today, keep an eye on it. Might be sneaking up to Grafton for the carnival in mid-July. And what's your other trial horse, Brody? I'm um, just looking at the emergencies now, Anthony. I think uh, Green Shadows needs one more to come out to get a run. Mm. Everything else above him has a jockey, so I'm not too sure if he's going to get a run. It's going to be an interesting watch for the next 45 minutes, but he's the one I'm going to speak about now. He was gelded leading into this campaign where he was only fairly away behind Fierce and put himself in a horrible position. That horse has smashed in betting. One of the bigger goes we've seen for a while. Hammered in betting, rolled to the front and dominated him 
from the front there as well. But Green Shadows, the Ryan Alexia trained Galloper, went back to the trials behind Resonator, who was a last start winner in race fit as well. He worked through the line really strongly. In last preparation, his form was sensational without winning. Ran to the likes of Kovalika, Kanazawa, uh, fashion legend in the Gold Coast Guineas as well. So Green Shadows, he's been gelded. He draws the inside here. He's going to land a couple of pairs closer. I think he's going to be really hard to beat. He's the one horse in the race who is on the up. And his trial, latest trial piece of work was just what you wanted to see in between runs. Still needs one more horse to come out. So fingers crossed, everything crossed. He can get that run in the field. Yeah, I was just hitting refresh on Riser to see if there was another scratching for him. There isn't at this stage, but it is only a quarter to seven. So we'll just keep an eye on that. And hopefully he gets one more scratching and he'll sneak into the field to start from gate number one for Andrew Atkins. And he's currently a $3 chance on tab fixed odds. Brody, where can our listeners find your information? Uh, all the um, information will be up in regards to the Sky Racing website. We'll cover a few horses and in a written piece with a ho- couple of replays as well. There was a lot of two-year-olds, including some regally bred ones. We touched on a horse called I Am Famous, the half-sister to Classique Legend, has got the same grey colourings as her older brother. She's with Chris Wallace, so you can jump over to the Sky Racing website to read a couple of horses there. We also touch on a couple of trials of Mark Olmus every Monday morning on the morning line where we highlight a few different trials like hidden trials and horses that have been proved each preparation, of course, with yourself every Saturday morning, Anthony, and all our bets go on the Bets Friends group. So we've got a couple of going around today, and we have one I'm really, really keen for on Tuesday. Thanks, Brody. Speak soon. Thanks, Anthony. Have a good day, mate. Okay, so there's Brody Nixon with his trial segment and two trialers for Ramwick today. Race four, horse number six, Hollywood Hero. It's at $8.50 on tab fixed odds and race 10, number 17, Green Shadows. Currently a $3 chance and we are sweating on one scratching for Green Shadows to gain a start in that, uh, in that race in the last... All right, let's get back to Caulfield and get a track report with Jason Kerr. He's with us now. Morning, Jason. Morning, Anthony. What sort of uh, track rating have we got for Caulfield today? It's got a soft six today, so it's uh, yeah, it's in reasonably good condition. We've had uh, 51 mils of rain for the week. And most of that was earlier in the week, Anthony, so the, the track's sort of had a chance to dry it a little bit the last few days. Yeah, and it's come up good, and it's the first time we're on it since November, so it's... Uh, in A1 condition, and uh, yeah, looking forward to getting back to racing at Caulfield. And first time for quite some time, rails in the true? That's right, yeah, rail in the true since uh, Zipping Classic in November, so yeah, there's not a, not a mark on the track right across. We've had a few gallops and, uh, and jump outs, but they were sort of right out wide, so certainly that won't uh, come into play today. But yeah, the uh, surface is unmarked, it's, uh, you know, they'll certainly be on top of the ground, although it's in that soft range, it's just, you know, it's got the got the 50 mil rainfall in it earlier in the week, uh, rail in the true, and yeah, I expect it'll, it'll race pretty well. Just looking at the radar for Melbourne, only a few specks around in terms of rain, so are you expecting it to be dry enough? Yeah, I think it's, yeah, they're saying the odd shower, but I think we'll, uh, uh, we'll, we'll miss them, and there's a pretty strong northerly wind, so I think, um, you know, it'll sort of uh, blow during the day and probably give us a bit of assistance uh, with the drying out process, but I think it'll probably hold a, a soft six for the day. It's, um, you know, it's just into that range now, so... A little bit of drying weather for the day. Certainly won't do it any harm, but I think it probably stays there for the day. Thanks for your time. Have a great day, Jason. Thanks, Anthony. Okay, so soft six there at Caulfield. Rails in the true position. Their first meeting since um, the spring. So they've got uh, they've got a, a great fresh patch of grass to, um, to run on. And their first race at Caulfield is at 11.50. 11.50 is their first. All right, we might take a short break on Racing HQ and get up our first guest. 
Mum, it's the finale, the epilogue. The what? The ending, Mum, like a play. Your whole life is play. Okay, it's the final days of the Bingley Yender Financial Year Sale. Is that better? It is if you need a new fridge. Or a washer, a dryer, an oven, a toaster or a TV. Don't miss our huge deals store-wide. When we have a sale, we don't play around. Except for Lionel. The Yender Financial Year Sale. Final days. Bingley, better living every day. Tab, we're on for Saturday racing. On races 1 to 6 at Randwick, Caulfield and Eagle Farm, place a fixed odds win bet with the Tab app and if your horse runs second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's bonus bets back on 18 races across three big tracks this Saturday. Tab, we're on. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's at website. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. You just can't beat the racing action in the top end. With 38 meetings a year, the action never stops. And for the very best show on sand, Darwin Racing is tops in the top end. Territory Racing, be part of it. Need a forklift? Don't just get a forklift, get a Toyota forklift. Toyota is the world's number one forklift brand. With a great range of pallet jacks, walkie stackers and reach forklifts, right up to their leading Toyota counterbalance forklifts. Legendary reliability and safety with cleaner, greener electric options. Toyota can tailor the right forklift solution for you. It's all part of the Toyota forklift advantage. For more, visit toyotamaterialhandling.com.au. Get a Toyota forklift. exciting two minutes in sports. The very best of U.S. racing seven days a week. Looking at Lee, can't catch, always dreaming, who's the 143rd winner of the Kentucky Derby. Live and exclusive across the Sky Racing Network. Racing HQ. Brought to you by Darwin Racing, the best show on sand. You're on Racing HQ on this Saturday. Great to have your company. Next up on the show, we've got Tumut trainer Kerry Weir making the trip up from the, uh, well, the snowy mountains these days. And uh, it's great to have Kerry on the show. Good morning, Kerry. Hey, yes, morning, Anthony. Yeah, really well. What time do you have to leave uh, Tumut this morning? Would have been nice and cold down there. I know, we had a change of plans. We came up yesterday. We were here at 3 o'clock yesterday. I'm just walking up High Street now, just leaving the track. Terrific. Uh, am I right in saying uh, this horse, Laurel Hill, in the highway, race two, horse number 15 for our listeners, is this your first highway runner? Nah, we've had, we've had a few. We've run a couple of thirds. Run a third with Levy Bank and a third with a horse called Junimar. I think we've had six all up. Okay, but that, they were a few years ago, Levy Bank and Junimar. How many, how many years has it been? <laughs> they were when the highways first started. It was a long time ago. Yeah. Tell us about this filly, uh, Kerry. She hasn't had the best of luck this preparation, mainly been dogged by wide gates. Tell us a bit about her. Yeah, she's, um, like you said, this prep's been, yeah, she's been no luck at all the last three runs. Walker Cup day, she was held up, probably should have won. Um, then the next two runs at Wagga, she grew, grew 17, I think, last start. She wasn't even in the picture when they straightened last start on a heavy ten and made up many lengths. So she's only um, she's only three, Anthony, and she's very highly strung. So I just thought it's probably a good time to bring her down the, the trip away, and the education might bring her back to earth a little bit. So that's why we end up deciding to come up yesterday. Yep. You also had her in at Narendra on Sunday in a in a class one fourteen hundred metres. She would have been nice and short down there. What gave you the confidence with this filly to to make the trip up for a tab highway? Well, that was only a backup plan because when um, acceptances closed, it was at Aubrey and she was first emergency. We hadn't gained a run. 
Mm. So we just accepted just like it was just a backup plan. So she had a run. Okay, how's this play out for her today, Kerry? She always seems to be out the, out the back. But she did lead uh, one day at, at Wagga. Um, yeah. Would you like to see her a bit more positive, or does that take away her finish? Well, she led one day at Wagga, like you said. Uh, I think Quaid Grow rode her, and wasn't by design. She just grabbed a bit and took off, and then, alas, like I said, last couple we didn't want to be back as far as what we were. It was just within the circumstances. Like ideally, I think it was two runs ago, she was midfield. And, took a rails run and copped a bad check at the 75. So I think we'll come out of about barrier six at the moment. So we're in the middle there. Like if Carla can be, you know, midfield, one off would be ideal. And I think the big long run at Randwick will suit her down to the ground because she does have a very powerful last, you know, 200 metres. Mm. Kayla's been on her last three starts without a win, but she's probably never gone better, Kerry. Is she a straightforward? Like you said, she's, she's highly strung, but is she straightforward enough to ride? And how important is it to have that continuity with Kayla sticking with her ride? If Kayla wasn't riding her, we weren't coming because she is, yep. pardon the language, she's, she's an absolute cow to ride, mate. Mm, fair she's enough. so highly strung, like in the saddle and paddock, like everyone will think she's lost the plot. She's very hard to control and... But Carla seems to get on good. Carla has a very good set of hands and she knows the horse. And like the other day at Wagga, like we usually get a lead round to the barriers and the, both clerks at the course were taken and Carla had rode around the barriers and she said it was probably the best behaved she's been. So I hope she's on the good behaviour today. She'll need to be. So for any yard watchers, uh, she'll, she'll probably get a, a negative mark from the yard. That's just her. Oh, mate, they'll put a line straight for all once they see her. Yeah. <laughs> she, 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 don't get me wrong, she's a lovely big filly. Like, she's beautiful, but just yep. she's so headstrong. Okay. What's the week been like in Tumut, Kerry? You're getting plenty of support from the locals. <laughs> it's been a while since you you guys have had a tab highway runner from Tumut. Yeah, no, I've had a lot of people call in the stables to find out <laughs> what's happened, where we're going. But I, I, the weather down there has been absolutely miserable. Like, we're mm. getting minus fours and raining all week, so I'm glad to be here. I had a few in a Gundy guy today, but it's been called off. Have they called Gundagai off, have they? I was sort of yeah, just hitting yeah, refresh. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah, okay. it's gone. All right, well, that's good to know. We'll get to that a little bit later on. Tell us about your setup at Tumut, though, Kerry. You're the only trainer on course. What are your facilities like? And typically, what would you do with a with a horse over a week? Uh, we got, um, like I said, we're the, we're the only ones there. We have, you know, 10 to 15 horses in. We got the grass, of course, proper. We use whenever we want. We got a sand track. Um, I use the sand a lot. Like, it's quite relaxed there. Like, we're right on the river. There's no traffic. It's ideal. Like, the horses are out in yards all day. I very rarely stable my horses or anything. Like, we get a lot of tried horses, or we used to, and we used to just, you know, freshen them up and win races that way but this time this time like we haven't had I think we've had about eight runners in the last couple of months mm. we've got a lot of babies I think out of the 15 in the stable I think eight of them are two unraised two-year-olds yeah right uh, so we just just yeah typical week you know we, we we do a lot of Victorian ways and you know we go for rides and it's just quite relaxed where we are just mix it up um, you mentioned that you're on the banks of the the Tumut River last year I think you got flooded didn't you your stables got flooded when they released the water from the dams up in the mountains and how did yeah, that affect mate. you? Yeah, no, nah, that was that was pretty heartbreaking. We had a bad month. It was metre through the stables. We lost a lot of gear and took a bit of getting over. So it was a bit heartbreaking, sort of stuff like that. Like people don't understand. Just the cleanup was unbelievable. Like you know, three months later, we were still trying to fix stuff and get everything right. Like you know, you lose everything. Like you just don't have time. Like people say, oh, why didn't you move? Like it was in within half an hour sort of job. Mm. The river was at there, then it was a metre higher because they let water out of the dam. It just comes so quickly. Mm. 
Tumut made some improvements to the track. Um, was that after after that sort of flood damage? And what sort of improvements did they do? I noticed the tab meeting earlier on in the year. The place looked like it was in pretty good order. So they did do some work around um, after that. Yeah, the club the club spent a lot of money. I'm not sure of the actual figure. I think it was up over 100 grand on the track itself, resurfacing it, resowing it. And they took a lot of dips out because Tumut's very undulating, or it used to be, and they've levelled it out and. Then put up a heap of new running rail and new fencing and uh, just spent a lot of money there at the moment. It's, it's good. Like I said, it's, we're the only ones there. It's, it's a beautiful place. Well, you've been there. But yep. It's, a, it's not real beautiful in winter when it's minus four, but no. when spring and that there, it's, it's, it's just, you know, the horses love it. Yep. Well, Kerry, thanks so much for your time this morning. I, I thought it was worthwhile catching up because I, I knew it had been a while. I thought it was your, your first tab highway runner, but it's been a few years, so we wish you all the best with, with Laurel Hill. And I must admit, I think she's a sneaky chance. I think she's about a $34 chance on tab fixed odds. But if you draw a line through Acapella Sun, your horse probably should have finished a touch closer to Acapella Sun at Wagga during the carnival, and she came out and won last week's tab highway, so that's got to give you some confidence. Yeah, exactly, mate. Like I said, but ours is only one, one race, but She's very inexperienced, and like Carla got off her the other day and said, once the penny drops, she's going to be a really nice horse. So a little bit of luck, we won't be too far away today. Best of luck. We'll catch up soon when I um, back off to Conment, and I look forward to seeing you down your way. No worries. Thanks, Anthony. Kerry, we're there with Laurel Hill in the Tab Highway. Race 2, horse number 15, currently a $26 chance on Tab Fixed Odds. Next up on Racing HQ, Blake Ryan. Good morning, Blake. Morning, Anthony. How are you? Yeah, really well. Happy birthday for yesterday as well. How'd you celebrate? Uh, thanks, mate. No, pretty quiet. I uh, held some horses for some bets. <laughs> and then, uh, no, we just went, uh, went to the local tie and had a feed. So Terrific. With the kids and, uh, no, very quiet. Just another day now. You've got uh, I Am Brazen lining up in the midway race one, horse number five for our listeners. She trialled really well out at Hawkesbury prior to a first up win. Did you expect her to come up so well this time in based on um, how she trialled? Because it was a tough race there first up at Hawkesbury. Yeah, I did. So I, I, I sort of went there the other day thinking, well, I don't think I've actually got one going better at home. Mm. And um, I was very confident in the chances the other day. She always trials well and does work well, but she was just my second prep with her. I sort of know her a little bit better now. And um, and she'd, always, she'd come up really well. This time in, she's living out in one of the yards outside, not in the barn. And she's... Um, you know, uh, late in the prep, last prep, she started tying up a little bit and stuff like that. So just did a couple of little different things with her, which we can do in here this time, and uh, she seems to be coming out really well. You did get a second hand from John Thompson, so did she take some working out for you in that first preparation? Oh, just towards the end of it. Like, she had, um, you know, she's very straightforward. Like, she's a good worker and she's a good doer. Mm. Um, she's a bit of a madam sometimes. She's a typical mare, but... Um, not so much in that, but just after she'd had a couple of runs, there was a couple of little niggles, and um, and we sort of, I think we sort of ironed them out at the moment. I didn't really um, want to back her up this soon after her first up run, but having a look after she won the other day, she was the don't run her today. She's going to be six weeks between run. Yep. Um, so that's probably my only negative, and I didn't really. You know, a, a midweek mare's race would have been nice for her. But this was sort of the only race on the calendar in five, six-week periods you could run in. So um, we're going there today. Um, well, she's well. Um, I just do have my reservations on that. Okay. Would you say you've left a little bit of room uh, from improvement from that first up run? Sorry, come again, mate. Would you say you've left room for improvement from the first up run, Blake? 
Yeah, well, she's, she's pretty, she's pretty forward. Like, she's ready to go for a start. Um, but just only been 13 days between first and second up. Just kept a bit fresh. He's only had the one gallop since. All right. Um, so, <laughs> hopefully we've left enough in the tank. The map looks all right for her. Uh, Procrastinator's got speed. Bodgy's got speed. So I'd say she's just parking behind them, probably third, fourth. I'll just tell Jay, just ride the mare. He knows it very well, so... Um, you know, hopefully she can get a good run in the race and acquit herself well. You've got a couple in at Newcastle. Uh, any chance amongst those two up there? Race four, number 12, Staffer, and race five, number six, Ashwood Girl. Could you tip us into either of those? Oh, probably not. Yep. Um, Staffer's in a pretty strong race. She called well before she was disappointing the other day. Um, Ashwood Girl will run better. Smaller field drawn well. Probably get into a better position. Um, and be better for the run from the other day. But I probably couldn't, probably not a betting proposition in either of those. Okay. Uh, you picked up a nice horse from Mark Newnham, I noticed, last week. Shadow Raiders, a winner at Kembla Grange. What's your thoughts on him and when might we, when might we see him again? Um, he's a very nice horse. Um, very fortunate to get a lot of horses off Mark through his recommendations to a few of his clients. Um, i say the next time you see him will be at Shark Hint. Yeah, I was thinking yeah, that. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, um, he got rented yesterday, so if all that is clear, then uh, he'll be on the plane over to Mark. I was thinking that, and you probably... Oh, there was one I spotted at the trials on, on Monday, and I probably know his fate before asking the question. He looks pretty smart. A horse called Super Music trialled at Hawkesbury on Monday. He went like a jet. When will we likely see him? Yeah, same, same story. Same him. Thing. He got better yesterday as well. He's, um, he's really smart. He's probably... <laughs> Since I've been training, he's probably the best horse I've put a saddle on. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, so he, he's on his way over there too, so. All right. Um, but I'm sure we picked up 12 off Mark and his clients, so some will race and some will go straight up off the trials. But, yep. It'll just um, be a case-by-case case basis, will it, based on on basis, based yeah, on how yeah. they're performing. If, you know, the good ones are, are winning, they'll end up in Hong Kong, and if they're, if they're not up to it, they'll stay here with you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's the plan. So I'm um, very fortunate to and very grateful to have the support from Mark with that. So it helps a young bloke along, you know. Uh, make sure you let us know what they name him in Hong Kong, that super music, or if he keeps his same name, because he does look pretty smart. Another one that trialled during the week, I noticed the Exceed and Excel um, gilding deal completed. Is he ready to go to the races, or will he, will he need one more? He'll trial again, probably taking to Rose Hill next week. Um, he's a big horse. He's a $70,000 horse out of the ready-to-run car. Um, I don't mind him, actually. Uh, he's a bit of time. Big, rangy horse. Um, he's probably not a speed horse like he showed the other day. Mm-hmm. I was surprised he actually jumped and led that trial. But, uh, so I'll try him in a 1,000. I'll probably ride him a little bit quieter next time. But, no, he's one. I reckon he'll have one more and then go to the races. All right, we'll keep an eye on him. His name is Deal Complete. He's a building by Exceed and Excel. Unraced two-year-old. And just on Wednesday, I noticed you got Momac nominated there. You sent him back to the trial since his last run. Did he have a setback, Blake? He had a setback in the paddy um, when he was spelling. And usually, the two prints I've had with him before, he's only had sort of four or five weeks off. Uh, but he got a foot abscess and I put him back sort of two, three weeks. And I tend to try not to trial him before he runs first up for fear of maybe losing a run with him. But he pulled up too big the other day. Yep. Um, I got that wrong. And uh, so I thought I'll go back to the trials with that race on Wednesday in mind, second up 1,400. Really happy with the way he trialled and the way he pulled up. So hopefully we're back on track. 
And just before we let you go, a big part of your business is uh, pin hooking and the ready-to-run sales. How many are you looking to have in your draft for the ready-to-runs coming up later this year? Uh, we've got 20 at the moment. Uh, there won't be any more. Uh, so, yeah, there's 20 going there. And, uh, I was trying to cut back a little bit, but, uh, you know, you find the horses to do. So, um, no, it's a big part of our business. It's sort of what, it got, what got us going. Um, so, no, there's some nice horses there by some proven stands. It'll be interesting, the market, which is what's happened in Singapore, but uh, that's sort of 15, 20% of our market, but got some good quality there. So, um, you know, you take the right horse to any sale, you're going to sell it well. So, yep. um, we've just got to focus on that and do the best job we can for our clients. Thanks for, uh, thanks for your time this morning, Blake. Great to catch up and good luck with I Am Brazen in the Midway Race 1 today. There he is, Blake Ryan. He's got I Am Brazen lining up in the midway. Uh, good push. Race one, horse number five. It's an $11 chance on tab fixed odds. Steve McMahon from the ATC is our next guest on Racing HQ. Good morning, Steve. Yeah, good morning, Anthony. Beautiful winter's day for racing. Yeah, and a great opportunity to get out to Randwick. And if you're not a member, it's a great opportunity to get your membership just in time for the spring. Yeah, well, that's right. So our Australian Surf Club membership renewals, they will open next Tuesday on the 27th of June for a full, fantastic brand new season. Uh, for those who either renew or those who join us, we're increasing the complimentary amount of tickets that you receive as a member from, from 6 to 12. And we're doing that so that people can bring their friends and family to the races, like with some big announcements on the horizon for, for, for the Everest and some of those big spring days. It's awesome to spend them with, with friends and family and groups. So we want to do that for members. We're going to have some better reciprocal rights with other race clubs so you can get around the town. Uh, there will also be more member events, and we're going to have plenty of race day prizes to encourage people to come to the track, even when it's not carnival time. And you can you can actually uh, pre-book your tickets for the for the spring and, and group bookings as well. That's, that's something that people can do if they're looking to uh, plan a day at the races for the spring, uh, book a, a big group in advance. Yeah, that's right. Just go to theracers.com.au and you can you can find out all about that and buy your tickets. I mean, even today, uh, we've got the wing stand open, we've got our members' areas open. We've got some special with the cost of living these days. We've got $5 chips and pies, you get your hot roast, moo, hot roast meat roll for $12, a $6 beer, $6 30. You don't get many $6 beers in the city of Sydney these days. And a $2 water, and we've even got rosé on special for, uh, for $6 for our members. And Gates this morning, they open at 9.45 for members, 10 o'clock for the public, first race at 11 o'clock. You look outside the window now at Royal Randwick and it's beautiful sunshine on the way. Have a great day then, Steve. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you. Steve McMahon from the ATC. It is seven minutes past seven on Racing HQ, a short break. Then back with Ray Thomas and all of our guests for runners with, with runners at Randwick this afternoon. Mum, it's the finale, the epilogue. The what? The ending, Mum, like a play. Your whole life is play. Okay, it's the final days of the Bingley Yender Financial Year Sale. Is that better? It is if you need a new fridge. Or a washer, a dryer, an oven, a toaster or a TV. Don't miss our huge deals store-wide. When we have a sale, we don't play around. Except for Lionel. The Yender Financial Year Sale, final days. Bingley, better living every day. The Queensland Racing Carnival is where champions emerge. Last year was Apache Chase, Dartontes and Alligator Blood, and this year the tradition continues. The Queensland Racing Carnival returns to Eagle Farm this week for the final Group 1 of the season, the Tattersall's Tiara, and the famous Battle of the Bush. We'll see a number of Queensland's best country and regional horses battled out for $200,000. Check out everything you need to know at queenslandracingcarnival.com.au. If you 
want to experience the best racing action in the heart of Australia, Alice Springs Thoroughbreds is your number one destination. Get your team together and head to Pioneer Park for the very best that the Red Centre has to offer. Territory Racing, be part of it. Precocious juvenile finance tycoon was quick to make his mark on the racetrack and is set to do the same at Coringal Stud in 2023. The Group 3 Maribyrn on plate winner at Flemington went on to blitz his rivals in the Bova Showdown at Caulfield and then lead all the way in the Group 3 sedative stakes as a three-year-old. The son of champion sire Ritten Tycoon will stand his second season at stud at a fee of $11,000. Contact Angus Lamont on 0429 842 875. Only place to catch the very best equine superstars from around the globe. First time, every time is right here. Live and exclusive across the Sky Racing Network. Racing HQ, brought to you by Bet's Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Racing HQ Bet's Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with? Welcome back to Racing HQ. Great to have your company on this Saturday morning, nine minutes past seven, and uh, time to catch up with Ray Thomas, who's uh, done all the form for Ramwick, and we'll catch up with all of our guests as well. Good morning, Ray. Yeah, good morning, Anthony. Good morning, everyone. Civic Stakes Day at Randwick and tracks in almost perfect condition. A little bit of rain during the week and ideal for all the horses today, but a big race day, isn't it, Anthony? Of course, the Stayers Cup as well. We're back racing at Caulfield for the first time in many months. Um, the final Group 1 of the season at Eagle Farm, the Tats TR, and, of course, Royal Ascot tonight where our tourists and the astrologists are flying the flag for Australia and the Queen Elizabeth Jubilee Stakes. So plenty of racing, as always, on a Saturday. Looks pretty tough going as well. Uh, how did you assess the meeting? Outside of Iona Merkin, we're going to catch up with Bjorn very shortly. Gee, it's tough going there at Randwick today. Yeah, uh, we, we hear it from trainers and jockeys all the time about the competitive nature of Sydney racing and, of course, the, the prize money increases... Uh, do make racing very attractive to invest and to be part of for uh, participants and with more prize money increases due a start of the new season um, it's just only going to get harder but there's value there as well Anthony so it's a challenge but certainly if you, if you can find a few winners might fill up the pockets a bit today. Bjorn Baker's on the line we'll start with Bjorn. Good morning Bjorn yeah, morning, guys. Great prize money. No better time to invest. <laughs> Very lucky in New South Wales. You must have some horses you still need to sell, do you? Burnbakerracing.com.au. <laughs> Jeez, you could. repeat it. You're very good. No, you... uh, no it's, uh, we're very lucky, realistically. Um, I've been here 12 years now. The money just keeps going, going up, but... I think as Ray touched, it does get more competitive. There's good, strong fields at the moment. There's no easy ones. You've got 12 runners across Ramwick and then six up at Newcastle. One horse I wanted to ask about, Bjorn, I'll start first. Baby Rider in race eight for Ash Morgan. He's first up from an eight-month break. You gave him one run at Goulburn during the spring. I actually liked him that day, and then you spelled him. What was his setback, and how's he come back this time in? Yeah, he's had probably the strangest thing I've ever heard of. He had um, a fungal infection that he probably possibly brought over from Europe. So it's something that my vet, um, very few vets had actually seen. So um, he seems to have recovered okay and he's trialled well. I think he's going to be a lot better once he gets over ground, but he was a well-performed horse in Europe. So um, hopefully he can get back to that level. 
Yeah, good morning, Bjorn. You were talking about Baby Rider, who is a Group 2 winner in France, and he was considered good enough to run in the French Derby and the Arc in 2021. So, obviously, he's got plenty of natural ability, but more of a staying type, Bjorn? Yeah, I think so. I think, and as much as anything, it's just about probably getting a, a run in his legs, getting him underway, and and then maybe we can look at some spring or late spring targets as well. So there's a couple possibly good options from there. So if he can sort of settle midfield today and finish off, I'll be thrilled. Well, the good news is Lady of Luxury has got a run, I think, in the Civic Stakes, along with Frosty Rocks. You've got three in the feature. Lady of Luxury was a bit of an upset winner last uh, start at Ramwick. The day you trained five winners, but you thought she'd run well that day. How has she trained on since that win? Yeah, she's a, she's a mare I've always had a lot of time for. She was actually very unlucky when she was at the Magic Millions a couple of years ago, or la- last year. Um, she just never got a clear crack after winning really well the, the week before. So I've always thought she's a, a, definitely a stakes, uh, stakes performer and waiting. She gets another opportunity today. And even second up, I thought she was very good. I think she's even better into today's race. So the big question was whether we get a run. So... Thank you for letting me know. No, no worry. What, what about Frosty Rocks? He trialled well going into his first up run at a Group 2 in Brisbane and fair to say he was disappointing that day. Um, where, where's Frosty Rocks at for the Civic Stakes, Ben? Um, I can't hear you too well, Ray, but I think he um, he had a long time off. He actually had an injury as well. So I think first up he probably needed it. He's definitely fitted today. I think he's probably still half a run away, but... We'll, we'll um, roll along with him. That's his normal style. He likes to get out in front. Uh, we won't change anything. And I think he'll be there for a lot longer than he was last time, which was a really strong race. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to today with Frosty Rocks. And he's a horse that long term, we're probably looking to get him back to the Magic Millions early next year. Fair enough. I hope you can hear me okay now, Bjorn. We've got fun fact opening the, the batting, so to speak, for your stable in the Stayers Cup, and that was a, a timely return to form at the Kenzo last start. Yeah, it was. He, um, I thought he would run a pretty good race that day, and just the two prior runs were just way too short for him, and um, he... His best win was in the St. Ledger, albeit a couple of years ago, over the same track and distance, 2,600. So um, he's definitely capable on his day, and if he can sort of jump back to his best, he, he's not out of it. So I think he, he he probably will be a little bit better for the run under his belt a week and a half ago too. Mm-hmm. Yep, fair enough. In race four, you've scratched a more victorious, still have Hollywood Hero and Flying Shelley, who was good last start. Both are at double-figure odds. Um, each way chances? Yeah, I think Hollywood Hero, he's a horse that I've had a lot of time for. His last run was in the Ram at Guineas, and I thought he could run a bold race that day. Didn't quite work out, but his work on Tuesday was very good. And Flying Shelley... Well, she won last time and, and she got the job done. But since then, I do think she's improved. She also galloped really well on Tuesday. It was the best work she's done. She's going to have to really improve off her last win, though, no doubt, to be competitive today. But from a good gate, she's not out of it. Hollywood Heroes definitely on top of the two. And Sinktoria in race five comes out of the, the midweeks, the flashing steel form lines through Canterbury, and that's holding up. And drawn perfectly, Amy McLucas to ride, takes three off. Yeah, Chingatore, he, um, he, I think the mile will really suit at Ramwick today. Um, he looks fantastic. He's been running good races. He's well-seasoned for this race. He didn't have a lot of luck last time, 
Um, so if we can have some luck from a good gate with the three kilos off, I think he's he's going to be forward in the first four or five. I think he can run a really good race, and mm. I think on paper it's a fairly open race. So uh, with the claim, he's right in it if he can run up to his best. Speaking of claiming, you decide against reducing Ita's handicap. She's got to carry the full 63 kilos in race six. She was brilliant last start under Adam Hieronymus, and you're just happy to keep that combination together, Bjorn? Yeah, it's a tough one. It's a bit of a catch-22. We've got to carry a lot more weight. Um, And in some ways, I'd love to get a claim, but there just wasn't one available. So Adam knows her well. If she runs up to what she did last time, um, she's a a hope for sure. Um, And she gets a good gait, so hopefully you can offset some of that weight by by doing no work in the run if she can just settle midfield. And and she has got a pretty good turn of foot when she's good, and that's what we'll be hoping for. Uh, as Anthony mentioned earlier, Iona Merck, one of the shortest price favourites on the program. He's a promising young sprinter. He did a great job to run down Kaboo last start. He's four from seven. He's two from two this prep. How's he trained on since that Randwick win two weeks ago? Yeah, there's, there's, um, he doesn't carry a whole heap of conditions, so we don't do too much with him. He just had a very easy gallop on Tuesday, and, and he's in good order, and you, you can't fault him. He's just a winner. Um, he's got a great racing style. He's able to u- utilise his early speed and put himself there and, and travel nicely. So I, I don't think he's a tough horse to ride. Um, we get three kilos off, so that, that should bring him into it as well. Um, but no, he's, a, he's just a horse that... Uh, keeps delivering, so he's a great horse to have in for, for Derby and I, and they just keep finding them as well. They do. Does he go deep into winter if he wins again today, Iona Merck? Yeah, who knows? I was possibly even if he won today and he could get up in the in the ratings, but we wouldn't rule out even a, maybe a crack at a race like the Ramorny, but right. um, we've got to get through today and just see what happens and, and um uh, there's plenty of options for him going forward, so we'll just take it one race at a time and go from there. Fair enough. And in the last, Bjorn, Battle Ton, he's fourth up. Really good signs from him last start. That day you trained the five. You almost got six in the last. He was a very close third um, in that race won by Pesquero. He's he's ready to win, is he? Yeah, he loomed up that day, and mm. I thought just for a fleeting moment. Um, but he's got a good gait today. He's always promised a lot. Now's the time to deliver, but he should be able to get a good run um, probably just in front of midfield. And uh, I think the, the key is he's drawn well, as have probably a lot of my chances today. So that definitely gives you a little bit of confidence. So um, he can. he's definitely got the ability, and it's just a matter of getting the right run. Five winners two weeks ago, Anthony. Could lightning strike twice for the Bjorn Baker stable this afternoon? Uh, I'll be happy with one. Always <laughs> happy. You're winner a day, exactly. he's the bank manager away. That's my motto. So, uh, no, it'll be good to be out there. Looking forward to today. Terrific. Thanks for joining us, Bjorn. Best of luck this afternoon. Thanks, guys. Bjorn Baker there. He's got a 12 runners across Sydney, and there's three up at Newcastle. Mm.
Uh, Iona Merck, certainly the, the, the pick of them in terms of a market perspective. Ray, what did you what did you think of that yeah. race? Did you have a good look at it? Yeah, uh, pretty keen on Iona Merck. I think it's a nice horse and interesting that Bjorn just mentioned <clears throat> potentially Anthony could go to the Ramoni if he runs well today. So that's the sort of progression this horse is making. And when you can start your career four wins from seven starts and I know he had the weight advantage, but he was really good, wasn't he, running down Caboo last yep. start at Randwick. So he looks one of the... I think safer bets than what, as you mentioned, Anthony's a pretty tough program today. He's had a very good season, Bjorn. Just had a look at his stats last night. He's trained over 100 winners, 102 winners overall, and over $10 million in prize money. It's quite staggering when you think about yeah. that, isn't it? It is amazing, $10 million prize money. And, of course, he's had the Group 1 with Arapahoe in the in the Tancred, and he won the Quokka with Overpass. Yeah. So he's won a couple of big races as well along the way, and um, he's set up again for a, a big season in spring. And, of course, he's he's pretty keen on getting Overpass into the Everest as well again later this year, Anthony. Our next guest, Ray, is John O'Shea. Good morning, John. Good morning. We spoke earlier on in the week, uh, one horse we didn't ask about, and there's a text here from one of the listeners wanting to know about Quantico up at Eagle Farm. Race 8, horse number 4. What are your thoughts on Quantico? Are you happy enough with him? Yeah, he, 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 he didn't have everything go his way post um, Scone, and uh, just needed to regroup a little bit um, after we went to Brisbane the, sec- uh, the first time. So we've been able to have a good three weeks leading into the race and uh, it's got good pieces of work and I think he's going to present in better form up there today uh, from a better draw, uh, different machinations of the race, it looks to be a little bit more tempo and so we're sort of hoping for a much improved effort. Yeah, good morning John, is there any need to mention Origin today do you think or have we all forgotten about that? <laughs> no, we, we won't forget about it for the next 12 months Ray, so... It's a fantastic got to ring week. You tomorrow mor- got to ring you tomorrow morning, John. Well, we've got to organise lunch, Ray. There's a fellow there that uh, <laughs> is uh, has to spring for a bit of lunch, so um, we'll have to hold him to it. But, and Kentucky Fried Chicken and McDonald's aren't going to cut the mustard, unfortunately, for him. He's breaking out in a cold sweat, <laughs> worrying about this, this lunch date, but it'll be funny. Hey, um, John, a really competitive team uh, at Randwick today. You, you start the day in the Stayers Cup with herself, who's relatively new to the stable. Are you still getting a handle on her? Her run in the Kenzo in the midweeks the other day was solid enough? Yeah, I just thought it was one of those uh, slowly run races, Domino from the front. She's a bit slow away, and we'd given her a relatively easy time after her first run in Sydney. Uh, just more about me not overcooking her and just leaving plenty in the tank. So I thought that run would probably bring her on a touch. She's a very happy mare. Um, step the 2600 won't be an issue for her and smaller field will just help her be a little bit closer in the run. So I thought she could probably run an improved effort, you know. So uh, really looking forward to the day. Yep, Master Copy, where, where is he at, John? You went out to, to 1900 with him. You brought him back to the mile last start at Warwick Farm. He stays at the mile today. Is it fair to say he's been a, a touch disappointing so far this prep? Oh, I think, uh, to be honest, Ray, I thought I made a blue sort of going straight to the 18 and then 1900. We were the opinion that he'd run 10 furlongs. He, he doesn't. <laughs> so, you know, there were two wasted runs, in effect, and... Uh, you know, I thought his run at Warwick Farm the other day was pretty good. He was, you know, back last and from a wide draw in a slowly run race and peeled off some pretty good sections. He doesn't map overly well today, to be honest. 
um, but we're hoping he can, um, you know, get, in, get himself into the race because he's got a great turn of speed and he's in good form. Yeah, he showed a fair bit of promise last prep over summer. The two mares in race six, um, come Bella Fee and particularly Awesome Wonder, I thought she was really good uh, first up at Wyong, flashing home to win. This is obviously a harder race. Come Bella Fee, we know on her day she's very capable. Yeah, but she's been going poorly uh, and we're just looking for a return to form for her, hopefully down in weights today. Uh, from a good draw, Amy will utilise the draw a little bit better than we did last start. And put her into the race. She's capable enough. She's more than capable at this level. But we need to see her produce it. Um, the other mare, Awesome One, is a really talented little mare. Um, she'll be back last and be pace dependent. But um, we're happy enough for the way she's going. She's come back in in stellar form and just needs dry ground. And she get, once she gets to a mile and a half, she'll also be pretty effective. Yeah, she was terrific first up, beautifully bred by Galileo at a Nachita, so she's got a lot of upside, hopefully, this prep. In the Civic Stakes, the feature, you've got two inform horses who are high up in the markets, but the barrage rule wasn't kind to Waihaha Falls or Katili. Is the plan just to ride conservative, ride for luck, and just hope there's enough tempo? Yeah, no, that's all we can do. Um, mm. You know, both horses are much more effective ridden off the speed, so... We'll give them their chance and hope they go on a decent gallop. If they go on a decent gallop, they'll be in the finish. And both horses are in really good form. Yep, exactly. Yeah, hopefully Waiha Falls can get that clear run. Katili was terrific last start. Kalishnikov and Shalald, the barrier draw wasn't kind of Shalald either. But again, this is the Iona Merck race, but both competitive chances if they get uh, the right runs. Well, we're sort of learning about Kalishnikov, to be fair. He, he's only been with us for a short period. He's had a little trial and... He's a nice, neat horse um, that we're going to get a feel for where he fits in today. Bilal disappointed second up, but I thought today was a race where the winner will be midfield peeling to the centre. It's a very fast-run race with a bit of jar out of the track late in the day. So, you know, that sort of midfield peeling the centre is where he's going to be. He's had a couple of runs. He's fit and well, and um, he just likes to get his toe in a bit, and he'll get that opportunity today. Fair enough. And I Am Lethal comes out of the Iona Merck and Caboo race first up. He wasn't beaten far, doing his best work late. Um, second up today, John? Yeah, we've just um, been trying to get him to jump a bit better. If he does that, you know, he sort of be in front of a few. That sort of wide gate scenario suits him. He, mm. he doesn't like being cluttered up. Seven's his proper trip. Uh, he's in really, really good form. So, again, if he can get within striking distance in the run and be... You know, just worse than midfield with the trail. Um, he, there'd be no reason why he couldn't finish over the top one because he's in really good form. Yeah, and, and John, you're obviously up there at Trapwork this morning. A little bit of rain during the week. We heard from from Anthony earlier. The tracks are soft. Five should be should be perfect for today's race meeting. I would think so, Ray. Yeah, no, we. I think they needed the rain to be fair. Um, mm. You know, we got to Canterbury on. Uh, Wednesday and it was a road um, so you know just a bit of 8 mils on Thursday just a beautiful take the edge off it which will be perfect ground. Terrific. Well congratulations with Origin John the Queensland is just too good and, and best of luck today at Randwick. It's going to be a very interesting next 10 years Ray we'll <laughs> sure be having this conversation again. <laughs> a few more times yeah. <laughs> See you mate. Thanks John. See you. John O'Shea is a passionate Queenslander Ray.
Uh, they were just too good, weren't they? Yeah, yeah seriously, really it was. Um, uh, yeah, I know a couple of decisions went their way early, but New South Wales had a lot more ball, a lot more chances. But that Queensland defence, it was like a brick wall, wasn't it? Yeah. Let's get to a man who's settling up his first Group One runner today, uh, Luke Pepper. Good morning, Luke. Good morning, guys. How are we? Yeah, really well. Um, listen, thanks so much for your time. I know you've been very busy throughout the week. I heard you on Big Sports Breakfast earlier on and uh, lots of media commitments, so we really appreciate your time. With Opal yep. Ridge, when she, she heads up to Brisbane, what's your usual routine, Luke? Do you drive the float? When do you likely? When do you usually take off? Uh, so we've, we've come up um, about four days before the Dane Ripper, um, and then we've stayed up here. Okay. So. Uh, me and the horse have enjoyed a bit of good weather. Um, I've been up here the whole time with her, and um, yeah, it's, uh, after looking at um, Skane's weather reports um, during the week, <laughs> you it, made the um, right call. <laughs> definitely made the right decision. Yeah. <laughs> you might not go home, Luke. Jeez, uh, I tell you what, it's <laughs> going to be hard to go back to minus four in the morning, mate. But uh, yeah, look, I, I'm yeah, I can't wait to get home to see the other horses. But uh, yeah, that's um, look, she's. She's really settled in, and uh, it's probably the best thing I've done for her because she's, um, you know, she's got used to the warmer weather up here, and um, yeah, just couldn't be happy with her. And I guess to Luke, not having that float trip back to Scone after the Dane Ripper, she had a few extra days just to get over that run. It was a tough run, but gee, she's a tough like, three and four wide exposed the whole way, and she was still had the temerity to make a lunge at the finish. Yeah, she was unbelievable. Look, it looked a yeah, a bit ordinary on the speed map, but they actually went slower than I, you know, I thought they could actually go. I think they went 10, 10 lengths slower to normal time for the first 600 metres. So drawing that gate, we were just posted, and, um, yeah, she was tough. She was good through the line, and I was just amazed how well she pulled up from the run. And, you know, the next morning we had her out the walker and she was kicking her brands off so um amazing yeah. yeah she's come through the run well and she's had a really good week leading into it and yeah i really couldn't be any happier with her uh, luke she's drawn barrier six today and on paper it's a bit automatically think oh settle front half enjoy the run but i go back to her two best wins and at rose hill earlier in her prep at the start of the autumn and then in the luskin star at scone when she came from off speed and just unleashed do you i guess what i'm trying to say do you try and take advantage of that barrier today or do you ride her to a pattern where you know she's most effective yeah i think we just basically let her be where she's comfortable similar to what we've done at scone um you know, I think from that barrier, if they do go a bit slow and we're a bit closer, that's fine. But if they yeah. run along a bit more, we, we, we're happy to just, just sit off them as well. So I think it gives Tyler plenty of um, options from that gate. And, um, yeah, I think basically we'll just be coming out neutral out the gates and letting the race unfold in front of us. Mm-hmm. No, it's going to be exciting to watch. Obviously, a last run for, for this prep and hopefully all goes well today. Have you... Had a think about spring yet, Luke, and what you may try and do with Opal Ridge? I think it all depends on a lot on how she goes today. Tell you the truth, um, it's all depends on if she wins or she, you know, if she runs well and it's her first crack at Group One level. So um, I think we'll get a lot of uh, questions answered today. Um, she'll obviously head straight to the paddock. She's booked on the truck first in Monday morning, and she'll spell up here in Queensland in the good weather, um, and then that'll just. You know, obviously there'll be a lot of uh, to and fro with the owners after the race today and um, we'll figure out a game plan from there. 
Fair enough. I know there's a few Everest slot holders watching closely today, so best of luck. You have got another runner today back home or back in New, New South Wales, at least at Newcastle in Zunique, and he's had the one run back. And can he improve off that first up effort at Newcastle uh, back in late May? Yeah, I think you'll see improvement out of the horse today, stepping up to the mile. Um, he's a horse, he's obviously an old gelding now that takes a few to get fit and um, probably better suited with a bit of wet ground. But um, look, I think you'll see an improved run today. I'm not expecting too much from that horse. I think as long as he's hitting the line, I think we'd be on track. He's obviously sort of better at that sort of 1,800 to 2,000 metre mark and a bit of wet ground. So we're just building his fitness up now. And um, yeah, as long as he runs a solid I'll be pretty happy with him. Terrific. Hey, Luke, I really appreciate you joining us on what's a big morning for the stable. Best of luck with Opal Ridge today in the Tats Tiara. Fantastic, guys. Thanks for that. There he is, Luke Pepper, settling up the favourite in the Group 1 Tats Tiara at Eagle Farm. Opal Ridge, it'd be quite the story, Ray. It's been well mm-hmm. publicised. Um, Opal Ridge and, and the background that she was only a $20,000 buy and, and I know um, the owners had some health issues, both you know, the, the owner, Ron, and his father, they both had some health issues. Um, one thing that uh, has perhaps not been mentioned too many times, the fact that Tyler Schiller's riding this horse. Now, I... I was calling the races down at Wagga three or four years ago when Tyler was claiming four and he was Luke Pepper was one of the first guys to give him an opportunity when he was claiming four kilos so it'd be quite the story if they could come full circle and claim this group one it'd be terrific for them yeah hasn't he come a long way in a hurry Tyler Schiller and uh, we're just so blessed in Sydney racing to have this young talent these young apprentices all emerging in a group and they're sort of they're spurring each other on aren't they in many respects Anthony and of course um, Tyler did win his first group one earlier this this autumn and he's got a terrific chance on Opal Ridge and and best of luck to Luke Pepper too You, you dream of getting these group one horses you work sometimes many years um, you know just trying to stay afloat and stay competitive and then along comes that special horse and yep. um, hopefully gets even luck and running and she can do her best today in the Tats Tiara for Luke Pepper and the, and the crew. Our next guest on Racing HQ Ray is David Payne. Good morning David. Hi Anthony. Uh, looks like you'll get a run with Fox Fighter. Yeah, in yeah, no, race no, he, he, yeah he's got a run yeah. Yeah okay. Ray I'll let you take yeah. it from here. Are you Ray? Yeah, good morning, Dave. I'm glad Fox Fighter's got a run because, gee, I think he's, he's a chance over the odds. Yeah. You were telling me during the week he was just ridden too close last start, Dave. Yeah, he's a horse you've got to leave alone. You know, he's got that burst at the end, so you just got to ride him quietly and hope for a bit of luck. Well, you mentioned the burst at the end. If you go through his form, quite often the fastest closing sections at a Sydney Saturday meeting are produced by none other than Fox Fighter. When ridden yeah. conservatively early, he has got a, a lethal turn of foot. Yeah, yeah. And he's only a little chap, but uh, mm. he, he, he can let down at the end. He certainly can. From gate three, again, um, just let Jay Ford do his thing and uh, let the horse settle where he wants to, probably back half, yeah. and then hope to get some clear luck and running. Yeah, midfield, I suppose, and just wait, sit and wait and hope. You know, that it opens up for him. Exactly. His two runs prior to his last start failure were excellent comeback runs. And so if we put a line through last start, he's right in this Civic Stakes, which is pretty open, Dave. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, Yeah, his last start, I think it could have been my fault because he drew well, I said. I remember it handier. And it didn't work. Yeah, he's better ridden quietly. Exactly. Dave, we're still waiting for the scratchings to come through Bazooka in race no, seven. No, also, no. Thought, if Mr. Oh, no, he, he, he won't get a run. No. Okay. 
Well, he's so going he'll, all that way. Also... another week, yeah. Mm. Okay. His two runs back have been excellent, Dave, so he's bursting the winner yeah, race record. Yeah, no, he's ready to go. <laughs> but anyway, unfortunately, he didn't get a run. Fair enough. And, mm. and Dave, we're, we're having a chat during the week. You mentioned Navajo Peak came back into the, the stables yeah, on Wednesday. He yeah. might be a Metrop horse. Yeah, hopefully, you know, if he comes in with a light weight, mm. you know. But uh, look, uh, he's, he's a progressive horse. He keeps stepping up. So, you know, yeah. I'm sure he, and he stays well. Stays well, he started well. the season in the midways. He ended the season running placings in group and listed races so yeah, he came a yeah. long way in a hurry and there's a fair bit of upside for a lightly race as you said progressive young stayer yep so we hope because we, yeah. we we need one now <laughs> <laughs> you always seem to find one day yeah hopefully uh, <laughs> well I, I think i got a nice one but he read up in the barriers so i'll send him to be reschooled so that's <laughs> um is that a cheater, yeah, the Adelaide? yeah, yeah, yeah nice horse, but <laughs> anyway yeah. he's still got to pr- prove himself Terrific. Well, Dave, at least Fox Fighter's got to run in the Civic Stakes and um, hopefully he can produce his best form and and um, best of luck this afternoon. Thanks for joining us on, on a Saturday morning, Dave. Thanks, Ray, and you and Anthony have a great day. Cheers. Good on you, Dave. Thank you for that. And for our listeners listening in, Fox Fighter has definitely got a start. So that's the Civic Stakes, race eight, number 16, and Ray J. Ford is the pickup rider there. How did you assess his chances compared to, I know we spoke to John O'Shea, yeah. Waha Falls, Coteheli. It's a good race, but how do you assess his chances, Fox Fighter? I think he's a great chance, and I thought he was my each-way selection in the race because, um, as Dave just explained, the horse was ridden just too close last at his two previous runs. He was super in the Hawkesbury Rush. He, he broke 10, sections for, 10 seconds for a closing 200-metre sectional, running fourth first up, and at Gosford he hit the line hard again in the thinker about it race so the form is there so if you just forget about that last start effort in the at sea gee i think he comes into the, the civic stakes really well and over the odds currently an 18 dollar chance on tab fixed odds at 737 we'll pause for the moment ray and we'll come back on the other side with plenty more on racing hq Racing HQ, brought to you by Bet's Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Racing HQ Bet's Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with? Looking to take the next step in your career? Marcus Oldham's Advanced Diploma of Equine Business Management will give you the practical and business skills to set you up for a rewarding career in the equine industry. Our graduates gain unique opportunities in careers worldwide across racing, bloodstock, stud management, breeding, horse health, marketing and more. Visit marcusoldham.vic.edu.au forward slash equine or attend our open day on Sunday 30 July to find out more. At Tab, we're on for Greyhounds this Saturday night. Back the winner on races one to six at Ipswich and get paid out. Plus your stake back as a bonus bet up to $25. That's winnings paid, plus your stake back at Ipswich this Saturday night. Tab, we're on. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's at website. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Hi, Bank. Hi, the fixed rate is about to end on my home loan and I just checked my new rate. <laughs> Most suckers don't. Well, I'm glad I did. Because... Congratulations. Happy new rate. Uh, I'm not celebrating. My new rate is horrific. <laughs> Terrific for us. <laughs> Are you popping champagne? Oh, sorry. Got to go. The conga line is starting. Wait for me, Barry. If you want to be the one celebrating, go to athena.com.au and switch to the lender that gives a buck about you. Athena, love us and leave us. 
Jackano, the highest rated Australian bred three-roll cult of his generation. And here's Jackano. Jackano was an outstanding winner of the Golden Rose, defeating Australia's highest rated filly in secret. In secret up the fence, Jackano wide out, Jackano! Jackano! Jackano defeated six Group 1 winners in his CFO Stakes victory, including the outstanding dual Group 1 winners, Mr. Brightside and I'm Thunderstruck. Jackano, new to Wittenstead. Oh, Jackano! Racing HQ, brought to you by Darwin Racing, the best show on sand. Welcome back to Racing HQ. Don't forget, after 8am this morning on Racing HQ, we'll have our full form preview for Randwick Racing with Ray Thomas, Brad Gray, and uh, you'll get all the uh, all the tips to help you back plenty of winners. Our next guest, however, is John Sargent. Good morning, John. Good morning. We spoke earlier on in the week. Um, on Thursday, you had that ex-Hong Kong horse, Super Friendship. You told us he'd be better for the run. He might have surprised you a little bit. He got under your guard a bit. He did. He did. There was some educated money on him, but it wasn't mine because um, <laughs> I just thought with these two trials, he looked to uh, run away. But and I said to the owner in Hong Kong, just see how he goes and we can work from there. So no, it was a very good uh, first up effort. Yeah, good morning, John. We've got the, the Stayers Cup today. You have Outlandos in the race. He's coming back from the 3200 metres, the Brisbane Cup. The Stayers Cup used to be... 3,200 until last year. I have to find out why they've reduced the distance this race back to 26. I dare say you'd prefer it to be at the two miles. Yeah, you did right up to going. It's, it's quite hard to bring a horse back from 32, but I've uh, changed his work around, Ray, and just done a huge little sprint ups with him because he's just run two miles two weeks ago, so he's fit and ready to go. So, um, yeah, I haven't, haven't done a lot with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he came off that Rose Hill win two starts back, so he struck form at the right time. His Brisbane Cup run was fair, but he's in a race where he should be very competitive this afternoon, John. Yeah, just hope they run along the bat because he is a out-and-out stayer, so I hope mm-hmm. they sort of walk in front and can happen with some more fields. But, no, he's... Um He's done well since then. I've changed his uh, blinkers or his hood to full cup so he can concentrate a bit more. So, no, no, he's fitting well and ready to go. Uh, I, I know, I don't keep harping on it, but I know um, uh, there's not a lot of horses that um, run strong 3,200 metres, but I'm thinking of a horse like Outlandos, um, Matty Smith's horse, True Marble, who are true two-milers. Um, there's only one two-mile race left in Sydney now, which is the Sydney Cup. Yeah, I know. It's a, it's a bit of a shame. And more, more down in Melbourne, they've got them. And um, I'm sure with the depth of these European horses coming in now with Annabelle exactly. and Chris and whatever, they're going to have to look at that because they obviously stay, you know, a lot yep. further than 22, 24, 2600. Yeah, exactly. And the 2600 is great, but the 3200 metre races, they're, they're just spectacles in themselves. Yeah. Hey, um, John, you've also got left reeling in the gold crown up at Eagle Farm today and we know she's a good mare, comes off a really good run at Canterbury last start and she should be a good each way chance up there I think so Ray, at the price she's about 18 to 1 but she'll get a soft run from there with Ben Thompson to draw the 1 so she'll be coupled back the fence probably and going to sleep so uh, it's obviously a stronger field than she's been in but I know she'll stay and she's probably at a peak now so she can get at them late, I think she'll go a good race Terrific. Will you play at home today, John, or go to Brisbane? Or? Yeah, no, I'll stay here today, Ray. I've been up and down there a few times lately, so I'll just stay here and we'll leave it to the uh, to one of my staff to do the horse up in Brisbane. 
Terrific. Hey, John, thanks for joining us this morning and best of luck with Outlandos and left reeling today. Cheers, Bye. Thanks, John. There is John uh, John Sargent with Atlantos. Race three, horse number two for Keegan Latham. Yeah, tricky preparation, isn't it, coming back from mm. a, a Brisbane Cup, Ray? I spoke to John earlier on in the week. He said he really had to sort of freshen that horse up and just shorten his, shorten his workload to just um, get a bit more spring into his legs. Yeah, I, I don't know why they reduced the distance of that race because that was the... That, that, that was the selling point almost of a, um, a stayer's cup and uh, when it was 3,200 metres, and I know you could argue you don't get big fields, etc. Well, we haven't got a, a capacity field for the stayer's cup today at 2,600 and uh, always... I remember when those two-mile races are on, people love to watch them as well. They're a fascinating spectacle. So um, I'm on the case today. I'm going to try and find out why the, the distance was reduced and why it can't go back up to 3,200 metres. As John Sargent just pointed out, a lot of these European horses, these tried horses, are coming here and they are out-and-out stayers. So anyway, just a, uh, just a thought and uh, we'll find out today. We'll leave that to you and we'll read it throughout the week, if not later on today on Sky Thoroughbred Central. James Cummings joins us on Racing HQ. Good morning, James. Good morning, guys. How are you? Really good. Thanks so much for your time this morning. I might start off. There was one up at Newcastle that I wanted to ask about. You got two in race four, number three, Shaco, and number nine, Relatives. I thought Shaco did an excellent job on debut there at uh, Newcastle. Can you give us a push in the fourth for it? Yes, I think the uh, horse has done a good job. His, his debut was... Uh, his debut was full of style, and uh, he's done a good job to, to be freshened up since then, uh, trained on solidly. I'd like to think that, that, that we can get, uh, you know, uh, enough pace to allow him to be running on late, but not too much pace that he's off the bit all the way. So, uh, you know, he's sharp enough, sharp enough horse, and I think he can advance nicely on his debut. And good morning, James. You've got relatives in that field as well, and overall, you, you must be really happy with what your two-year-old team have done this season. Uh, won, I think, 30 races at the moment. I guess the headline act is Cylinder, and is he back in the stable now, James? Yeah, the, yeah, the two-year-olds have been solid, Ray, this season. Mm. And, uh, look, I, I took a batch of the trials after a lacklustre first-up effort, and I liked what I saw there, so I could imagine she would be capable of putting herself right on the speed there in that race. And, she, uh, she, she'd be far better suited being ridden that way and, uh, and they give, it, give her the opportunity to improve. Fair enough. Three runners at Randwick today, James, and you kick off the day in race four with Contemporary and um, uh, he's racing really consistently. He tends to get back in his races, so he needs a couple of things to go his way, but he's very genuine. He's always finding the line, James. Yeah, he's, um, he's, had, a, he's had a solid prep and... Uh, mm. And yet he's training as well now as he was at the beginning. So uh, he remains he remains fresh and up for the up for the fight. Uh, I can I can uh, I hear what you're saying. He's, he's going to spot them a little bit of a start, particularly from the draw. But uh, he'll be charging home that horse. He's ready to run a good race. So uh, you know, we look forward we look forward to him this afternoon. We, we're um, we're quite optimistic about his, about his chances. Yeah, understandably so. He gets out to thirteen hundred as well, and you would think that would suit him ideally. Yeah, and he's looking. It should, you know. He'll be able to. Uh, he'll just be able to join in nicely, travel comfortably at the at the pace of that thirteen hundred meter um, from that thirteen hundred meter start. Well, you know, I'm, I've got to be hopeful that, that that the pace the pace is honest. Mm-hmm. But uh, but he's a pretty experienced customer. You know, 
contemporary competed in the Golden Gift uh, yeah. back as a two-year-old, and uh, he's had a few breaks, and, uh, and and now he's sixth run into a, a solid campaign. But I am pleased with the condition he's held. He he, uh, he looked remarkably well for a, for a horse at this time of the year, and uh, I can imagine him running right up to his good looks. Exactly, and how does your apprentice look at the moment? He's had a, a bit of a break, and Godolphin sent him overseas for some experience in England to ride track work, etc. You've got young Zach Lloyd on your three runners today, and I dare say he's as keen as mustard. Yeah, he's, um, he's, he's as keen as mustard, he is, yeah. He's, uh, he's, he's been sweet, sweetened up like a bit of jam since he, he's been overseas, and uh, and uh, he's he, we've kept him up to the mark with some barrier trials earlier this week he's been riding track work every day um, you know, trainers are begging to have him ride more track work and I keep telling him to remind them how tough his boss is he won't let him out of his sight <laughs> <laughs> he's had a good look at the races and uh, now, now with the now with that um, now with that time between hopefully he, look he just he just he just gets stuck straight back into it the way he left off he'll be he'll be fine he's going to keep riding them well and he'll he'll uh, He'll, he'll be rewarded. Exactly. He's got the right people in his corner along with yourself and, of course, Darren Beedman there to, to guide him. He does ride Alcyon Race 7 for you. And can we expect some improvement from him? Well, you know, he's he was guilty of going a little bit keen last time. So if he can just switch off, uh, switch off a bit more in this race, I think it's the right race for him to try to recapture some form. But he's been very up and down this campaign, and uh, and I'd like to see, I'd like to see him string a few more consistent runs together like he did last time in work. Fair enough. Man. Yoshino was terrific two starts back. Had excuses last start, but Barry Draw hasn't been kind for him in the in the closer today, James. Yes, he uh, he he was he was just not able to he was just not able to execute well there second up yeah. and. Uh, and yet the first up win, uh, the first up win was rather promising. So uh, Yoshino has been capable of bouncing back in the past, and I think with uh, the ability just to get a little bit of uh, a smoother, smoother running transit, will uh, will will aid his cause. But um, but we you know we have been we have been pleased enough with him between runs to persevere with Yoshino, and uh, and it's, it's the right race for him to be bouncing back in this afternoon. Yeah, just need a touch of luck from that wide barrier. Character's been racing at listed level and, and winning indeed two starts back in the Brisbane Carnival. He sets up nicely for the Tat Smile there today at Eagle Farm. He sets up well. It's uh, you know, mm. it's a case of uh, it's a case of character winning two ago. He was he was luckless last time, didn't quite get a solid crack at them. And yet he's gonna gain a good run here this afternoon in this race. So it's the right race for him to remain competitive and uh, and with one of Brisbane leading Brisbane's leading riders there on board you've uh, you've got to admit he's, he's going to be given every opportunity to run well again exactly and just finally James we're back racing at Caulfield today and you've sent via via to Melbourne you've got Blake Shin to ride she, you're sending a fit filly down there yeah look it's, um, we're trying to mix it up you know she hasn't won mm. she, she hasn't got a, a great winning record yet and uh, and it'll be good to see with just with, with a slight change up there, with, off the back of some nice runs, that she can uh, that she can be competitive in Melbourne. But um, yeah, you know it'll be you know it'll be a, be a case of her having to step up to the mark. So you know it's a, it's a, it's a it's a good challenge for her. 
Exactly. Hey, James, thanks for joining us this morning. It's been a fantastic season for Godolphin. I know all the building blocks are in place now for the new season, so a lot of hard work coming up over the winter months, but spring's just around the corner, James. Well, that's right. We've, we've gotten through the solstice this week, Ray, so yep. things are looking up. And uh, and when the, the leaves start blossoming on these trees again, yeah, we, we'll be in the swing of having the good horses back at the track and uh, and and and. and, and bit of excitement this part of the world all over again mm, exactly and it comes around quickly hey thanks for joining us james and best of luck today at ranwick thanks ray james cummings joining us there this morning from godolphin head trainer they have had a terrific season ray uh, mm. get this they've had 165 winners fourth on the national premiership behind kieran Ma, david eustace chris waller and tony Gollan. And second overall in terms of prize money with $34 million yep. worth of and prize money. It's a career best and also a career best. 11 Group 1 winners this season. They don't have a run of the Godolphin stable in the Tats Tiara. So the leading Group 1 trainer currently, Chris Waller on 12 Group 1s. Kieran Maher and David Eustace on 11. Both those stables have runners in the Tats Tiara. But uh, James had a fantastic season. And, of course, um, he is spearheaded by Animo, who... I you know, have to say is the horse of the year elect after winning yeah. six group ones during the season, Anthony. No doubt. I don't think that's in dispute whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Ray, I'll uh, push on with the scratchings and we'll join you after 8am with the Randwick preview. Look forward to it, Anthony. OK, we'll dive into the scratchings for Randwick. It is a, uh, a soft five. The rail is out six metres and scratchings. Race one, number seven, Procrastinator. Eight, Oakfield Triumph and 14, Appetite for Risk. Race one, seven, eight and 14. Race two, 11, Semi Ballerina. 13, Hard to Dismiss. And the emergencies, 16, Behind the Storm. 18, Dashka. 19, Viz I Do and 20, Hot Sauce. Race two, 11, 13, 16, 18, 19 and 20. Race three, Scratch One, The Mediterranean. And eight, Scarlet Tufty. Race three, scratch numbers one and eight. Race four, scratch number nine, Amor Victorious. Race four, number nine. Race five, scratch nine, Centre Stone and 14, Time Quest. Race five, scratch nine and 14. Race six at Randwick, scratch eight, Alessandra. 14, Clear Blonde. 15, Venetian Blue. Race 6, scratch 8, 14 and 15. In race 7, scratch 10, Mahogany. 14, King of the Castle. 15, Bazooka. And 16, Kirkaby. Race 7, scratch 10, 14, 15 and 16. Race number 8, scratch 1, Polly Gray. 7, Hosier. 8, Tycoonist. And 17, Surreal Step. Race 8, scratch 1, 7, 8 and 17. Race 9 at Randwick, scratch 4, Forzanini, 13, Penthouse, 14, Wingardium, 17, Misty Orr. Race 9, scratch 4, 13, 14 and 17. And in race number 10, scratch 1, She's the Gift, 14, Sonora, 17 Green Shadows is eliminated, take note. That's a significant scratching. It was favourite. So 17 Green Shadows comes out and 18 Redwood Shadow. Race 10, scratch 1, 14, 
17 and 18. There's the scratchings for racing at Randwick. Let's move to Newcastle. Good four at Newcastle, rail out two metres. In the first, scratch one, Chapilli and four, got an inspiration, race one, two and four. Race three, scratch two, Legislate. Race three, number two, race four, scratch one, Desert Safari. 10, Satin and Silk. 14, Vos Savant. And 15, Tender Streak. In race four, scratch one, 10, 14 and 15. Race five, scratch 10, She's a Bomb. Race five, number 10. Race six, scratch six, Leandra. Fort, and, and eight, rather, Diamond Tip. So race six, numbers six and eight from Newcastle. Race seven, scratch number two, My Truth. Six, Malabar. 11, Don Pedro. 13, Roccaforte. 17, Tim's Principal. 18, More Saintly. And 20, Layla of Monaco. Race 7, scratch 2, 6, 11, 13, 17, 18 and 20. And in race number 8 from Newcastle, scratch 2, Penny Packer. 12, Ideal Girl. 14, Announcing. 15, Bell Raya. 16, Best Side. And 17, Flying Tyrrell. So in the last from Newcastle, scratch 2, 12, 14, 16, 17 and 18. They're the scratchings for Newcastle. Take note, the Gundagai meeting has been abandoned. Gundagai has been abandoned this afternoon. So that would have been the third of our New South Wales TAB meetings. That meeting has been abandoned. Let's move to Eagle Farm. Group 1, Tats Tiara. Good four. Rail out six metres. Here's your scratchings. Race 2, Horse 10, Hoot and Holler. 13, Alpha Jane. And 14, toe the line. Race 2, scratch 10, 13 and 14. Race 3, scratch 5, Southern France. Race 3, number 5. Race 4, scratch 4, Han Dynasty. 18, Menindi. 19, Enterprise Grand. 20, Fitzroy Boy. 21, Lily Alley. And 22, Star Hatton. Race 4, scratch 4, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Race six, scratch number eight, Osmos. Race six, number eight, Osmos comes out. Race seven, scratch 18, Brooks Spear. 19, Salatine. 20, More Profits. 21, S on. And 22, Aureus Angel. Race seven, scratch 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Race eight, scratch one, Big Parade. Six, Tycoonist, and 15, Fashionelle. Race eight, scratch one, six, and 15. And in race number nine, scratch number seven, Haunted. 10, Cozzy. 13, Raging Pole. 14, Safe Work, and 18, Field Weary. In race nine, scratch seven, 10, 13, 14, and 18. They are your scratchings for racing at Eagle Farm this afternoon. Moving to Caulfield in Victoria. And it's a soft soft six, rather. Overcast, rail true. In the first, scratch nine, marching. And 12, La Petite Angel. Race one, scratch nine and 12. Race three, scratch 10, Mambo Dancer. And 13, simply sparkles. Race 3, 10 and 13. Race 4, scratch 14, Rubon Bleu. And 17, Wascali. 
race four, scratch 14 and 17. Race five, scratch number five, Rylov. Race five, number five. Race six, scratch three, Prince of Alina. And 12, Cardigan Queen. Race six, three and 12. Race seven, scratch one, Bright Diamond. Two, Rain Beal. Five, Invincible Caviar. Nine, Ojo San. And 13, Jungle Sensation. In race seven at Caulfield, scratch one, two, five, nine, and 13. Race eight at Caulfield, scratch seven, Wild Chap. Race eight, number seven. And in race nine at Caulfield, scratch two, Astero. Three, Ocean Beyond. Six, Red Chase. 15, Outback Action. And 17, Hello Broadcast. In race nine, scratch two, three, six, 15 and 17. They are your scratchings for racing at Caulfield this afternoon. Morfittville scratchings. While I'm on a roll, I'll just push on and knock these out. It's a heavy nine, heavy nine, rail out 10 metres from the 1,200 metres to the winning post and six metres the remainder. There are 25 scratchings, so not as many as I would have thought with a heavy nine. Race one, scratch two, Magic Morris. Uh, number three comes out, Prophecyr. Seven, Palace Keys. Eleven, Wakosu. And twelve, Throweva. Race one, scratch two, three, seven, eleven, and twelve. Race two, scratch one, Chevy de Graal. Four, Mancier. Eight, St. John's Row. Twelve, Edricaura. And sixteen, Xanthron. Race two, scratch one, four, eight, 12, and 16. Race three, scratch five, Cullen Skink. Cullen Skink. Race three, number five. Race four, scratch three, Texas Windstorm. Four, Midnight Mass. And seven, Upgrade Me. Race four, scratch three, four, and seven. Race five, scratch nine, Agolette. Race five, number nine. Race six, scratch one, Coeco, two, St. Eustace, six, Goliotis, and ten, the minivan. Race six, scratch one, two, six, and ten. Race seven, scratch six, John Quest, and twelve, Red Hawk. Race seven, six, and twelve. Race eight, scratch number 13, She's Betty. Race eight, number 13. And in the last, race nine, scratch three, Swiss Hero, ten, six foot song and 15 salute the stars race 9 3 10 and 15 there your scratchings for this afternoon's racing we'll take a short break you're on racing hq it's two minutes past eight and on the other side we'll catch up with the new south wales stewards panel tom moxon to get the stewards report for racing at randwick this afternoon and then a full form preview with brad gray ray thomas and andrew hurley Mum, it's the finale, the epilogue. The what? The ending, Mum, like a play. Your whole life is play. Okay, it's the final days of the Bingley Yender Financial Year Sale. Is that better? It is if you need a new fridge. Or a washer, a dryer, an oven, a toaster or a TV. Don't miss our huge deals store-wide. When we have a sale, we don't play around. Except for Lionel. The Yender Financial Year Sale, final days. Bingley, better living every day. For the very best entertainment in the Territory, you just can't beat NT Thoroughbred Racing. A day at the races simply must be on your bucket list. Whether it's Darwin, the Alice or one of the country clubs, go Territory Racing. Be part of it. 
Hi, bank. Hi, my homeowner's about to roll off a fixed rate onto a new variable rate. Oh, yes, we know. Yeah, so could you tell me what my new rate will be? <laughs> OK, just let me check. Thanks. Oh, here it is. Oh, oh, wow. Oh, she is a beauty. Okay, so what is it? Oh, well, we wouldn't want a spoiled surprise, would we? Oh, it doesn't sound like a good surprise. Oh, it is for one of us. <laughs> Rolling off a fixed rate? Check what it'll be, then compare at athena.com.au. You'll be surprised just how much you could save. Athena, love us and leave us. End of financial year means tax time. Get into Totally Workwear Bridal Mirror and make the most of those tax deductions. We stock the best brands like King G, Hard Yakka, FXD and Steel Blue. Check out the winter range of pants, jackets and jumpers. Just what you need to keep warm this winter. Does your workwear branding need a freshen up? Get in store and talk to Darren and the team. Open till 7pm every weekday. Totally Workwear Bridal Mirror, 279 Victoria Road, opposite Bunnings and Maccas. Your one-stop winter workwear shop. The very best of U.S. racing seven days a week. Live and exclusive across the Sky Racing Network. Racing HQ, brought to you by Bet's Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Racing HQ Bet's Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with? Welcome back to Racing HQ. Four minutes past eight. Great to have your company. Time now for our Sydney form preview. But before we do that, best to catch up with the stewards panel. Tom Moxon's on the line. Good morning, Tom. Morning, Anthony. How are you going? Really good. What's come up uh, in the stewards report for Ramwick today from your point of view? Uh, we'll start in the um, highway race to Chase My Crown. Um, near the 600 ho- uh, metres, the horse is placed in restricted room and that, as a consequent, that consequence then became held up round in the home turn and was unable to improve. The horse then continued to be held up until approaching the 300 metres where it then um, was inconvenienced by another runner. So horse didn't have a lot of room round in the home turn and early straight and was only beaten um, under a length on that occasion. Um, going to race five, Fuller, um, Rose Hill last start on the 3rd of June. Similar to Chase My Crown, the horse was held up in the early part of the straight and then restra- raced in restricted room uh, for some distance near the 300 metres and was beaten only 0.3 of a length on that occasion. Um, going down to race eight, uh, King of Hastings. Um, the horse was bumped on jumping and again hampered at the 800 metres, uh, but more significantly was held up for clear running from the 300 metres until near the 150 metres and uh, went down under a length on that occasion. Um, and then Fox Fighter in the same race. Um, although the horse was beaten um, seven and a half length, it was improving into a run near the 200 metres. However, soon after had to be steadied and then remained held up and was not able to be fully tested. So although it beaten a considerable margin, there were obviously obvious excuses on that occasion. All right. Thanks very much for your time, Tom, and hopefully you have a good day and may there be no trouble. Thanks, Anthony. Tom Moxon from the New South Wales Stewards Panel. All right, time to get into our form preview. We'll uh, reintroduce uh, Ray Thomas. He's joined by Brad Gray and also Andrew Hurley. Uh, firstly to you, Brad, how did you find the meeting Pretty tough going, wasn't it, doing the form? Yeah, good morning, Anthony. Uh, Ray Earls and all the listeners, you're not wrong, Anthony. It is a tricky meeting, but I guess with that comes opportunities. So hopefully, uh, in our case, there are a few in there because punting's a funny game in that a lot of the times you go into meetings super confident, mm. 
the punting gods have a funny way of reminding you who's boss, yet when you go into a meeting with lower expectations, they're often the meetings where you find a few winners. So hopefully that is the case, but before I rip into the form, two things I want to touch on. Mm -hmm. The first of those, I didn't think there'd be a man in the world that'd be able to pull off the puffer jacket underneath the suit jacket, <laughs> but Anthony, Anthony Mann, take a bow. Uh, it's impressive stuff from you this morning. And the other one is just a shout out to Desert War. Uh, or, yeah. RIP to the mighty Desert War. Absolutely love that horse. He was a big, imposing galloper, had a real presence about him. You only need to see him once in the yard uh, to be spent with him, just as I was. So, yeah, yeah no, shout out to, to he, Desert War. He was a ripper. He was, he was, uh, he was, he was. one of my favourites sort of in my early early 20s, and he was as tough as they come. I've been yep. taking fashion advice from Hurls. Uh, next week you'll see me with, <laughs> with only two or three buttons done up on my shirt. Morning to you, Hurls. Good <laughs> morning. Man, um, yeah, it, it looks a really tough card here at Ramwick, but it's exactly what Brad has said, and I haven't spoken to Brad uh, in the lead-up to this segment. Yeah, the amount of days you sort of go in and say, oh, you know, I'm going to multi this, this thing's a lock, etc., and you walk home with your tail between your legs, so other days you think, oh, it looks really tough, but you come out on top, so let's hope that punters can do that today. I think, obviously, Ray and uh, Brad's thoughts will be integral, but I think it's going to be a big emphasis on market watch today as well. No doubt. Alright guys, let's get straight into it. Hurls, talk us through the market for race number one, the uh, midway benchmark 72 this week over 1100. Yeah, and we start with the scratchings here of Procrastinator, 6x6, six 7x9, six, Oakfield Triumph, and Appetite for Risk, zero deduction. Up the top, we've got Fielding, 550 to $6 this morning, $8 Oakfield Duke, Broken Arrows, $7, $7 Oryx, I Am Brazen at $10, 31 Unwritten, Super Bright, 550 makes it favourite, Smiling Profit, 14, uh, 14 rather, 41 Invincible Kiss, twice a special, 26, One Destiny, Joint favourite uh, with Super Bright at 550, 34 for Bodgy. So the market not really um, giving us much of a favour. I'd say since the market opened, it'd be Broken Arrows and Oryx as the best back, but certainly not jumping out of trees to back one runner in particular. Yeah, typical midway, isn't it? $5.50 the field. So speed-wise, Bodgy uh, can hold a prominent position. I expect Oryx to be right there today from Barrier 1. Uh, he didn't have the speed there to cross first up when a few punched up underneath. He doesn't have that same problem here. I Am Brazen won't be too far away. And then you're looking at the likes of Invincible Kiss and Oakfield Duke to just trail that speed, Ray. Yeah, it should be a solid enough tempo, um, Brad, I anticipate, for Super Bright. I don't mind her barrier, you know, she's drawn a little awkwardly out a, a touch wide, but that'll give um, uh, Regan Bass a chance just to come across and find some cover with her, just that one bend to negotiate over the 1,100-metre course, and she's third up here off a terrific run last start at Warwick Farm when she just failed to run down Deep Expectation. Looks prime for this. Race setup's perfect, nine Super Bright on top. The very consistent number 13, One Destiny, holding his form well, doesn't know how to run a bad race. He's also drawn a touch awkward, but with any sort of luck in running, he'll be thereabouts in the finish. Uh, the two, Oakfield Duke, uh, resumes here for Kristen Buchanan. I've liked his two trials. Um, didn't quite come up last prep, but there are excuses for that. At his previous preparation in the spring of last year, he reeled off four consecutive wins. He's a talented horse and not ruling out the one fielding either. Um, he's resuming off a bit of a freshen up, running the provincial midway championship heats during the autumn. Pretty handy horse. He won at Warwick Farm back in December and should be hard to beat. 9, 13, 2 and 1. Super bright on top, but 
typically open midway, Brad. Yeah, it certainly is. I've got to be right in numbers. I've got a second pick. I've got Oryx on top here, 4, 9, 13 and 2. I liked his return there at Canterbury a couple of weeks ago. He just kept chasing in a fast run race. You think he can only strip a little bit fitter for that. Uh, that was his first run for Jake Hull. Of course, he was formerly trained by Godolphin. So, Barry One, if he doesn't hold the front, he does hold a prominent position with Adam Hieronymus doing the steering. And I think, importantly, we're on a track that is towards that good range. Uh, he seems to do his best work on top of the ground. At 9, super bright. Now, we've seen her in Midway Company plenty of times in the past and we know she measures up. She needs the brakes at the right time given her general pattern of getting back and hitting the line but I did like the improvement that she showed first to second up. Uh, just narrowly missing there to deep expectation last time out. 13-1 Destiny. Hasn't he turned a corner uh, most recently? It's all suddenly clicked for him. A lot to like about the way he's been attacking the line. He does drop five and a half kilos from last start and again look for him late. And Oakfield Duke uh, back from a throat operation and Kristen Buchanan's already run, won a stack of these midways and he looks well placed upon Resumption 4 9 13 and 2. And tips from Darren Flindell. He's going with number 13, 1 Destiny on top from 4 Oryx, 1 Fielding, and 9 Super Bright. 13, 4, 1, and 9 in race number 1 from Darren. Race number 2 hurls the Tab Highway. They're always tough. This week doesn't look any easier. Yeah, it certainly doesn't. Uh, we've got no deductions, however. We've got six scratchings, but zero deductions for all six. Semi Ballerina, Hard to Dismiss, Behind the Storm, Daksha, This I Do, and Hot Sauce all come out. Leaves us up the top with Baradas, a $7.50 chance. Uh, it opened up during the week at $8. Uh, 10 to 9.50 this morning, Baron Dana opened up at $15. Chase my crown at 6 to 7. 11 to 14, Marcassa. Now, these fluctuations are since the market opened, giving you these on the back of the fact there's no deductions. Uh, Marcassa, we said 11 to 14. 26 to 34, Jalmari. Salute again, Denny Beasley, 26 to 23. 15 out to 23 for Scopics. Uh, Miss Thatcher, our favourite, 370. He hasn't bunched from that quote since the market opened. A girl's best friend, 11 to 10. Uh, All Jermaine is a $13 chance, 34 Radiohead. Leggy Point, 11, 26 Laurel Hill. And Tritration is a $16 chance. Uh, favourite, 370, hasn't budged, but uh, not really jumping out trees to back. Again, anything specifically, possibly the two Borondana uh, early support there, 15 into 950. Well, the trick for Miss Thatcher is that she should be able to make her own luck, punching up to be prominent from Barrier 1 here, and all the way winner there last time out, and maybe they take control from the get-go here as well. Titration comes across from a wider draw. Uh, Scopics potentially follows across, and outside of that, uh, a few horses that do like to find their feet in the early stages, Ray. I like a couple of fillies here, Brad, who won by margins last start, Leggy Point and the favourite, Miss Thatcher. It's, a, 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 as usual, an open highway, so I've lent towards Leggy Point at the odds. Uh, Hurl's mentioned about $11 at the moment. Good each way value on the back of what was a dominant win, albeit in, on a soft seven at Scone last start. She put six lengths on her rivals and was really strong through the line. It was an impressive effort. Obviously, you have to question the quality of opposition she met, but just the way she went about um, getting the job done there last start tells me she's an improving filly, and at the odds, I want to be with her eleven, a 14-leggy point at the $11. No knock on the eight, Miss Thatcher, just the price. She's well found, but understandably so, because she bolted in at Goulburn last start. Her sectionals were off the charts, broke 34 coming home a last 600, and did it easily, winning by nearly three lengths at Goulburn. Good to see Timmy Martin back in town with a nice horse the three chase my crown can't knock her 
of form, gets back in the races but always hits the line well. Any sort of luck in running, she'll be thereabouts in the finish. And interested in uh, Brett Kavanagh's horse at the top of the weights, one Baradas, who's ran a nice race last Saturday at Newcastle, third up, just beaten by Unravel. So he comes here very fit, slightly awkwardly drawn, but any luck in running will be in the finish. 14, 8, 3 and 1. I just thought Leggy Point was a good each way chance in an open highway. Yeah, I've gone 3, 2, 9 and 14. Chase my crown. Uh, she's been knocking on the door in highways all preparation, hasn't she? She did a fantastic job, I thought, two starts ago, given she was dropping back in trip behind Sister Moon and Dollar Magic and then was luckless at the 1,500 metres two weeks ago. Probably should have won, if not being for blocked in the straight. So I can only mm. see her running well. A uh, little cherry on top is how well she maps here, just in behind the speed. So no excuses today. Byron Dana and a girl's best friend. Now, they both have tricky draws to overcome, but there is the potential to suggest that they are the best two horses in the race. They're both lightly raced. They've both got big finishes on their day. And you look at their depth uh, through their respective form lines last campaign, that makes them hard to beat here. Burundana was third behind Bianca Valana in the Albury Country Championships last campaign, and the winner did break the track record. A girl's best friend, again, draws tricky, uh, but she's lightly raced and possesses a, a powerful close. And 14, Leggy Point. Uh, I agree with Ray's assessment there. Strike while the iron's hot. She comes off a career best there last time out. And if Rod Northam's happy to bring her to town on the back of that, uh, yeah, I think there's a bit of confidence that she can measure up. 3, 2, 9 and 14. Tips from Darren Flindell in race 2. He's going with 3, Chase My Crown from 8, 2 and 9. 3, 8, 2, 9 from Darren in race number 2. Race 3, it's the Stayers Cup benchmark 90, 2600 metres. One of the smaller fields here hurls. What's happening with the market? All right, the Mediterranean comes out, 13 by 12, the deduction, and Scarlet Tufty, two cents the win. Outlandos is a $10 chance, $9.50 for Shameless Miss. It's got out already from 8.50 this morning, 16 to 18, fun fact. Uh, we've got 3.20 to 3.30, Strawberry Rock, 6 to $7 for Oz Legend. Well, Hind Toa, well, the stepped into this straight away, 260 to 220 and 19 to 23 for herself. Those that took $61 for Wahine Toa, first up at Flemington, might just be getting out of the fetal position now. Um, you're not getting that today, 220. Speed here. Well, the Mediterranean coming out to run in Queensland takes a bit of sting out of this race. I think Fun Fact will eventually find the front. It's just a matter of how long it takes him to get there. Strawberry Rock won't be far away, and Oz Ledger punches up too. I think be a little bit more prominent uh, than normal, given the shape of this race from Barrier One, Ray. Yeah, always fascinating to watch these um, staying uh, races over distances like the 2600 becomes a battle of tactics. Uh, Hurls mentioned Wahine Toa first up at Flemington, 26 out to 61 unlucky not to win but it showed that she's back in really good touch this is a mare she's getting to 2600 meters quickly brad but these imported horses they don't need to have that traditional australian preps do they have three or four runs over distances where they can't be competitive until they get out to their right distance range they're natural stayers she showed that last spring she went up to 2500 meters very impressively at mooney valley in the Kieran Maher and David Eustace stable, their master's training of stayers and the 220, I think, indicates there's plenty of confidence around Wahim Toe. I've got her on top from Six Oz Legend. Nasha Willow lifted this horse over the line last start at the Kenzo. Carried 58 that day, drops five kilos today. He's a horse who's in form, he's tough. He'll be there about Strawberry Rock. 
Um, another one from the Kieran Ma, David Eustace Stable, the last start, 2400 metre winner at Sandown. So he comes to Ramwick in top form and very fit. And the four fun fact was just run down by Oz Legend last start at the Kenzo. He's fourth up today. We heard from Bjorn Baker earlier. He certainly improved again since. And at the $18, he might be the value in the race. Seven, six, five, and four. And with that, Wahin Toa, nice mare on the way up, Brad. Yeah, I'm going to throw another number into the mix here. I'm going to try Shameless Miss, uh, fourth up to find her best form there. Go back 12 months ago, she won this race as a $2.70 chance. Now, I do concede she goes up four kilos since then. And you look at her form on paper and you think, well, is she going as well? I think you can make little excuses. Uh, last uh, there were a few little indicators there that she might be ready to do something, including her six to the 400 metre section being the quickest in the race. I don't think the way the race that was run uh, in the Winter Cup there suited her. It turned into a sprint home. If Fun Fact turns this into a more of a staying contest, we might see the best of her, and $9.50. Uh, we'll trust Chris Waller and the team uh, to get the timing spot on again. Wahine Toa, hard enough to beat. Uh, what you just got to wrap your mind around is the fact that she was $61 last start, mm. and now we're being asked to take $2.20. So that doesn't sit well with me. However, she does find a very winnable race and gets in light. Five, Strawberry Rock. Uh, he seems to be the, the money horse, and I think that's fair enough. He found his best form there last start. No reason to think that he'll go backwards from that. And four, fun fact, if he does get to the front, now uh, we know he loves clicking through his gears and he did show signs there last time out that there still might be another win just around the corner and he's very close to actually breaking the million dollar mark fun fact three seven five and four going with number seven waheen tower in race three to beat five six and three seven five six and three from darren in race three race four benchmark 72 for the three-year-olds 1300 meters contemporary trimmed up a couple of points this morning or a couple of rolls this morning hurls yeah, it has. In fact, it's been a subject of good support all week, Contemporary. It's 280 into 240. We opened up at 460. Now, Amor Victorious, the only scratchy, and it's only four by four, so it hasn't been knocked around the market too much. But, yeah, Contemporary been very popular. Miss Hellfire, 750 out to 850. 850 to 950 token capitalist. Uh, 12 to 14 step aside, 12 to 14 west of Africa. 850 to $7 for Hollywood Hero. And we've got overriding 550 to six, $26 Serena Sophia. Flying Shelley, 23, now 34, 18 to 23 Burnett. And Dolly Jane, 151 to $251. Uh, well, the only two runners they're really interested in here are the top two in the market. Uh, sorry, the one and the six. Uh, and 850 to seven Hollywood Hero. And yeah, 244 Contemporary. Well, a more victorious coming out does take away a little bit of speed here. I think that does open the door now for Step Aside to come across and potentially take up the running, depending how aggressive they want to be with Hollywood Hero from the inside gate. And Token and Capitalist, although he's 1,500 metres back to 1,300 metres, looking at the makeup of this field, I don't think he's too far away either, Ray. Yeah, I agree. I'm with Contemporary here, Brad. A little bit worried now with that tempo factor, but look, he's a horse who's in terrific touch. Um, he does get back in his races, but gee, finds the line strongly. You could argue he probably should have won three in a row. He was terrific at Scone. Unlucky just being beaten into third spot behind Yoshino at Randwick. Similarly, last start at Rose Hill. Storm down the centre of the track to just miss in the Devil's Throat race. He gets out to 1,300 today, which you would think with his racing pattern, the way he's hitting the line, he's 
his fitness levels, tick all those boxes. This is his chance. Just needs a reasonable enough tempo up front. And I think number one contemporary with Zach Lloyd returning from suspension to get the job done. The four step aside, I agree, Brad. It's, it opens it up now for this three-year-old um, could get control up front. It's had six starts, hasn't been out of a top two placing yet. One twice, very honest, very consistent. We'll be thereabouts all the way. The two Miss Hellfire also racing well. This filly, she comes out of the winning verse race at Rose Hill. She won there prior, comes into this race in top form. And the seven overriding, been pretty impressive in its last two at Newcastle. Step up here, but this filly's won three from five and is going places. Contemporary rock hard fit, gets out to 1,300. I think he's better the day stuff for mine, Brad. One, four, two and seven in race four. I agree on all fronts. One, three, eight and two contemporary. He's never raced better. I wouldn't think he'd have to do much more than what he's produced at his past three starts to, to win this. So back in grade, I like him out to 1,300 metres. And I like that form reference behind Devil's Throne, Kip Spain. Now Garrison, who ran fifth in that race, has already come out and franked that form further. Three, token capitalist. Well, can he cope with a little drop back in trip? That is the knock, 1,500 metres back to 1,300 metres. But I like his form around Redina. Five weeks between runs just helps him freshen up a touch. And he does Matt well. Eight, Serena Sophia. Can she be more positive from the gate? Uh, potentially. If she isn't, it makes it a little bit tricky. Uh, she might be a, a rinse and repeat of what happened last time out where she was an eye catcher late and just uh, brought about her undoing from the wide draw. But I think she's going a lot better than the form guide does suggest. And two, Miss Hellfire continues to race well. She is staying to go up in the weights, but given where she's drawn in the race she finds, uh, I can see her fighting out the finish again. One, three, eight and two. And Darren Flindell in race four, number eight, Zarina Sophia. One contemporary seven overriding and four step aside eight one seven four for darren in race four race five is a benchmark 72 1600 meters talk us through the market here hills okay center stone three by three and time quest a six by seven the deductions there up the top we've got aristronas an 11 dollar chance 18 for sink tori we've got jesus some uh, names here intuit two We'll go with number three there for the moment. Uh, $61. African Daisy geez, stepped into this pretty quickly this morning. It's 440 to 370, makes it favourite. Six to 650 Dream Hour into summertime. We've trimmed it up. 11 into $7.50. It's going for three on the bounce. My Truth, 34 to 41. 750 out to 850 Fuller. 1,000 Years, $21. Louisville, $8.26 for Master Copy. Resistible, $8.50 and 41 for Venetian. Blue. So into summertime has been really well back this morning here, fellas. Uh, and it's uh, yeah, it's off the back of money as well. And African Daisy clearly the two most popular runners. My Truth can find the front if he wants the front. Resistible will come across and keep him company. Venetian Blue uh, slides across. Cinquatore holds a prominent position. And even African Daisy, now third up. Uh, we've seen her uh, be a pretty versatile filly in the past. But now she's got a few runs under her belt. I'd expect that'd be aggressive in the early stages, Ray. Yeah, agree. Um, here, another competitive race here. African Days is well found now in the market. I didn't mind Fuller each way. Brad, I'd be interested in your thoughts on this horse. He's had the three runs back. He hasn't had much luck in either. Now, you, you could argue he had run of the race stuff at Rose Hill last start. Third defence behind Robusto, who who just set it up for himself and sprinted home. But that was the key. It was a sprint home. They broke 34 for the last 600, so it was difficult for anything coming from behind Robusto to beat him. He held on. Great carry 
Aaron McAvoy ride, but Fuller stuck to his task, kept working to the line, was beaten narrowly in a three-horse finish. Um, I think he's ready to win Fuller. He's going to get run-of-the-race stuff from gate two. More tempo in in this race, as Brad suggested. And about the 8.50, I think he's a terrific value getting out to the mile. Eight Fuller on top each way. Six into summertime, Keith Dryden trains. This mare is absolutely flying. Was terrific beating step aside at Warwick Farm. This is harder, but confidence rising with the fact there has been good money for in the summertime. No knock on the four African Daisy. She comes out of the Robusto race where she actually beat Fuller to the line. Fuller meets the mare slightly better at the weights and just the disparity in the in the market, Brad, has me leaning towards Fuller. The 11 Louisville's an interesting runner. I know Anthony's a big fan of this horse. He took a while to win at Warwick Farm, but he did win. That's the key. The horse is certainly learning. He's got talent. Steps up to Saturday grade here, but he's definitely one to watch. 8, 6, 4 and 11 Fuller each way, race 5. Yeah, I've gone the way of 5, Dream Hour here. Now, I do concede the barrier uh, looks very problematic. I don't know where he gets to. I think they have to ride him cold. If he can find a three-wide running line, that'd be ideal, but at least we get four races at Randwick to have a look at how this track might be playing. If it's playing fair, Randwick mile, you get plenty of time to balance up and hit the line. I do think he's so ready to win this horse. Uh, he looked the winner there at Warwick Farm last night, just denied by Grazio Amiga, who just slipped up the inside and got the better of him late. Four, African Daisy. She does look ready. Uh, third up, off on the till. Uh, she's been fantastic in her two runs back this time in. Uh, just couldn't reel in Robusto last time out. He got such an easy time in front. Fuller, my only little query with Fuller, Ray, was just whether he wants a touch further. Uh, he was in over 1,800 metres last week. Scratched from that race. Here he is over the 1,600 metres. He still might be good enough to get away with it. And I do like the way he maps here. And 10,000 years. I didn't think we quite saw the best of her last prep. I did have a few excuses on the along the way, but the way she's trialled ahead of her return this time in suggests that she could find her best form, and she does look big odds. Five, four, eight, and ten. Darren Flindell going for number 10,000 years in race five. Ten to beat five, four, and eight in the fifth race. Number six, Phillies and Mayors benchmark 78. Gee, Queen Mark, Queenmaker has gone to a new level recently. Comes up favourite here, Hills. It's come up favourite, all right, and they have uh, piled it on. It's one of the most popular runners on the card. We went up 460. Wooshka, that's gone. 260 this morning, 240 back to 260. Now, uh, Alessandra, Clear Blonde, Venetian Blue all come out, but it's zero deductions. Up the top, we've got Ita, 8 to 750. 19 to 21, pin me up. Pharaoh's Reign, 6 into 550. Queenmaker, 260, 240 back to 260, but as I said, it went up 460. Shock early, you've got a nice price. 34, Wanga Wanda. Uh, Com de Belle Phil, or Com Bella Phil, uh, $17. $12, Sophia's Magic. Awesome Wanda, $14. $7, Darlington County. Boot Scooter, $26. $31, Bowery Breeze. And Monomore, a $71 chance. As I said, Zach Lloyd in the saddle aboard Queen Maker. Very popular. Yeah, and she'll slide across. I think Pharaoh's reign gets a dig uh, in the early stages from Reese Jones to hold the front, and Queenmaker slides across to sit outside of Pharaoh's reign. Ita maps quite nicely to potentially go back to back, finding that one out, one back position, Ray. Yeah, I'm with Pharaoh's reign here, Brad. Just at the odds, um, look, I know Ita gave Pharaoh's uh, reign a call when she went past her at Randwick the other day, but meets that mare better at the weights here. She finds the front, gets control. 
She's very fit. Um, I just think at the odds, I want to be with the three Pharaohs range. She'll be hard to beat. The seven, Sophia's Magic. I catch her first up from her at the Kenzo behind Alessandra running third. Alessandra's flying at present. She really hit the line well. She can bounce off that second up here and run a race at odds. No knock on four, Queenmaker. Edward Cummings has had this mare up for a while. She is in terrific touch and she just got run down late by man behind the money last start at Canterbury. He came out and ran second to a talented three-year-old in Grabini in Saturday class at Rose Hill last week. So the former round queenmaker, excellent. She comes out of the midweeks, but she is certainly up to this grade. No surprise, she is as short as she is in the betting. And one Ita, look, she was so good last start. It's hard to knock her, except the fact she's got the 63. We heard from Bjorn Baker earlier, Brady just couldn't find a, a claiming apprentice for the mayor. Adam Hieronymus gets on so well with her partner to last start to that dominant win over Pharaoh's so Bjorn Baker happy to stay with Adam and and for the mayor to carry the 63. But I thought that number three, Pharaoh's Rain, racing well, deserves to win, might get her chance today. Around the $5.56 hurls mentioned earlier, that's good enough for me. Three, seven, four and one in race six. Well, Darren, yeah. Flind- oh, sorry, Brad, you go first. All right. We've just jumped the gun there. Um, I've gone with Queenmaker here, 4 1, 3 and 7. So I think she is getting to a, a rock bottom price now. But if we wait, uh, we might get back towards that $3 quote. But she looks hard to beat. She's just holding her form so well at the moment. Her only real blemish in her past uh, handful of runs has been when she was tested there in group company where she went around as a $91 chance. That is. Finished outside of the top two just once in her past eight runs. In fact, I like the former rounder. Yes, yeah, she has to take that next step into Saturday company, but I don't think this is a particularly deep race, and a lot of them are in a similar boat, probably with the exception of Ita, who has earned the 63 kilos, uh, mm-hmm. hasn't missed the handicapper, has she? But, uh, yeah, I think the extra trip suit, she was good there last start. She was dominant. In fact, fillies and mares again. Uh, I think she's hard enough to beat, even with the weight. Three pharaohs, Rain. I can see Ray's angle there. Uh, was only second up last start, uh, and only has a couple of lengths to turn around an item, meets her two kilos better off, and she will get control from in front. And seven, Sophia's magic. Will she be flushing late? You'd expect so. Will she run out of straight? Maybe. Uh, but I do love the way that she returned. That sets her up her, her campaign quite nicely. Four, one, three, and seven. Darren Flindell's found number 10, Darlington County, and made it a special in race six. Number 10 to beat four, seven, and three. 10, 4, 7 and 3 for Darren in race number 6. We'll just pause there for the moment guys. We'll take a short break on Racing HQ. You're listening to the Sydney Form Preview for Randwick and come back with the quaddy legs on the other side. Mum, it's the finale. The epilogue. The what? The ending, Mum. Like a play. Your whole life is play. Okay, it's the final days of the Bingley Yender Financial Year Sale. Is that better? It is if you need a new fridge. Or a washer, a dryer, an oven, a toaster or a TV. Don't miss our huge deals store-wide. When we have a sale, we don't play around. Except for Lionel. The Yender Financial Year Sale. Final days. Bingley. Better living every day. Just can't beat the racing action in the top end. With 38 meetings a year, the action never stops. And for the very best show on sand, Darwin Racing is tops in the top end. Territory Racing, be part of it. At Tab, we're on for Saturday racing. <laughs> 
races 1 to 6 at Randwick, Caulfield and Eagle Farm, place a fixed odds win bet with the Tab app. And if your horse runs second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's bonus bets back on 18 races across three big tracks this Saturday. Tab, we're on. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's at website. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. At Drummond Golf, we understand your passion. Nice roll. And that's because every Drummond Golf store is owned and run by a local who loves the game as much as you do. Yeah, it's come off the face really well. Someone who knows where you play and what you need. Oh, yeah. Looking good. With Australia's biggest range and expert knowledge. Great. Now let's try that putter with this grip. So if you want to improve your game, see a local expert at Drummond Golf. It's Cheval Grand! Cheval Grand goes on and wins the Japan Cup! The only place to catch the very best equine superstars from around the globe, first time, every time, is right here. Live and exclusive across the Sky Racing Network. Racing HQ. Brought to you by... Darwin Racing, the best show on sand. Time now to preview the quaddy legs for Randwick with Brad Gray, Ray Thomas and Andrew Hurley. Hurls race number seven, first leg of the quaddy. It's an 1,800-metre benchmark 88. We'll need a bit of help with this lot. Yeah, we will. Maha Goni comes out, zero deductions. King of the Castle, Bazooka, Kirkby all come out and zero deductions once again. Lisa Swift, Brutality, 7.50 to 8. It's nearing Hall of Fame status, uh, Brutality, with a tab because uh, it just keeps uh, on being in the market, specced in the market and failing to deliver. But anyway, $8 chance. 4 to 4.20 makes it favourite bold, Mac. We've got 16 to 18 for Purple Sector. Super Strike. Wow. Now, we've just written a bet of 2000 at $6, and just looking at the hold on the race, it clearly holds the most amount of money in the race. It's trimmed up to 460 in the last five minutes after opening up at 750 this morning. So it's pressing for favouritism. Alcyone, 11 to 12, 17 to 19, first in line. Max Snell, 750 to 8, although we went up at $11. Royal Robbins, 34. Greek Hero, uh, 23, $12 of Verona. Welsh Legend, 31. Six to seven dollars for deficit. Uh, Super Strike clearly best backed runner. Seven fifty to four sixty off the back of money and market opinion. And good luck with Greek Hero today, Mena. Yes, good luck with Greek, Greek Hero indeed. Uh, he should find himself in the second half of the field. I imagine just hitting the line at late, maybe working up to something third up, maybe to a target there. But speed wise, then you got Mark Schnell who could get control here first in line. But first up, eighteen hundred metres. I don't think he'll be far away. And I didn't know what to do with Bold Mac here, Ray. Does he go all the way forward or does he go all the way back? You, you think they press forward, don't you think, Brad? Because he is rock hard fit. Comes off a two thousand metre run. He's drawn awkward. So mm. last week he said on the speed was terrific. I, I hope they do go forward. Otherwise, as you indicated, Mark Snell might just get total control here. Yeah, I think that's the case. I think they have to go forward, don't they? So I guess he finds himself outside the lead and keeps Mark Snell busy. I'm hoping that's the case because I'm with the two bowl Mac. Look, I, I know he's got a back up and come back in trip from the 2000 back to 1800 today he's, he's up significantly in weight seven and a half kilos and um, he's going to have to 
probably get used up a little early, but he, as we mentioned earlier, he's rock hard fit. He was loomed up to win the Mikel Cup. Sumon just refused to let him pass him last week, uh, but it was a game second by Bold Mac. Comes into this race on the quick backup. The fact that Chris Waller is happy to run him again suggests he's done well during the week, and two Bold Mac, I think, can get away with this. From one brutality, I liked Hurl's line, the Hall of Fame status brutality. He's always running on, isn't he? Went into the placing somewhere. And um, his form's been pretty good last start. He wasn't too, beaten too far in the Democracy Manifest race, running sixth. Back out to 1,800 might be what he needs. Four super strike. Gee, one day it's going to all fall into place for this horse. He gets back. He needs luck and running. I know all that. But out to 1,800 today. If he gets the breaks, he'll be finishing faster than any. And 11, Verona. Uh, Brad, gee, I, th- I thought her first up run at Rose Hill was an eye-catcher. Back on May 20, she finished in a bunch by, uh, in 10th uh, spot. Only beaten two and a half lengths. Was hitting the line nicely. Um, she hasn't won since the Frank Packer plate last year, but she is a mare with ability and had a tick-over troll in between. I think at the $12, I want to put her in my multiples. 2, 1, 4 and 11. No real confidence, but I think Bold Mac ticks enough boxes, Brad. Yeah, I'm going to trust Mark Schnell to back up what he did last. Uh, that's the gamble, though, isn't it? Because he did win at $41. Now I've got to take $8. But without a lot of pressure here on paper, I expect Adam Hieronymus to find the front here. And I think he's going to be hard to chase down. Interesting what Joe Pride said after the race, uh, after Mark Schnell won last time out, that he's a horse that just loves to find the fence. So looking at the horses drawn inside him, I don't think there's any trouble there finding the fence and, and finding the front. We know that zoom on form reads well for this. That zoom on form ties in quite neatly to bold match. It just comes down to where he gets to from the draw. But if they offset that with a positive ride, uh, clearly he's going well enough to knock a race like this off. Uh, He's trending the right way and he is very fit, as Ray did touch on. 13 deficit. He's going to be spotting them all a big head start, but there's a sense of timing about him now. Isn't there third up? 1,800 metres. Uh, a lot to like about the way he's hit the line. He's two runs back. Wish he drew a gate, and I wish there was more speed. So a couple of negatives, but I do think he's going well. And four, super strike. Looking to bounce back uh, from last start. I did like his first up run, albeit suited uh, by a fast run race, uh, but he does look to be a horse. Maybe looking for the 1,800 metres, which he gets that today. So, yeah, he sets up quite well. 7-2, 13 and 4. Darren Flindillon, race seven, going with a seven as well. Max Schnell to beat one, Brutality, four, Super Strike and 13, Deficit, seven, one, four and 13 in race seven for Darren. Race eight, our feature event this afternoon, it's the listed Civic Stakes over 1,400 metres. Five dollars the field here, Hurls. Yeah, Polly Gray, zero deduction. Tycoonus, surreal step, zero deduction. And just a small one by two for Hosier. We go up the top. Frosty Rocks, 19 to 21, back to 19. It's been given a, uh, well, had a couple of trials leading into that uh, group two in Brisbane uh, three weeks ago. We've got 21 to 26, Tamahir. Arkado, 14 to 15. 26 to 34, Baby Rider. Cisco Bay, 7 to 750. 750 to 8 for Long Villas, although we went up 15 for it. 11 to 9 for You Called It. Bonnie's Ezra, 81. 550 for Wahaha Falls. Catelli, big run last start, 650 to $5. Acquitted, 16 to 18. Uh, $8 to $9 for King of Hastings. Fox Fighter, 15 out to 19. And Lady of Luxury, 15 to 17. Now, I can tell you, money-wise... Fox Fighters, our most popular runner, but they must be potting at it in the office there because uh, it, it's a drift up 15 to 19. I know one of the rules I first started when I uh, was on the pun, I used to always follow money uh, that Jack Denham uh, stable. They, the, the legend is that they used to get them out, Ray, 
mm. before the lights were on, uh, so that you could uh, work them, work them a treat, and then uh, and then they would um, come out. Yep. Get a plonk and get the cash. First on the track, no one saw them. 3.30 in the morning and then they yeah. set him up. Yeah. He was yeah. a master jack denim. He certainly was. Uh, so Catelli's our favourite at $5. Wide open market. Speed-wise, Frosty Rocks looks to amble across uh, and get a degree of control out in front. Cota Hill, I don't know what they do from the draw. I did John O'Shea make mention of that this morning in terms of what conservative they Brad, yeah, conservative, conservative okay. for both Waihaha Falls and Katili. Go back and let him hit the line. Uh, mm. King of Hastings can be prominent, so if you take Cota Hill out of the mix, then yeah, Frosty uh, might get his chance on top of the speed here, looking at how the race could be run. Oh, I'm with Foxfighter here, Brad. I'm, I'm loving Hurl Sings out to $19. I think he's a terrific each way bet. I know the form doesn't read all that well last start, 11th or 12th at rank, but we heard from David Payne earlier. He admitted he got the tactics wrong when he drew a soft gate. He instructed the rider to take advantage of that. He was front half of the field and didn't finish off that day in the conscript race. At his two previous races, though, when ridden at his normal pattern, which is back in the field, he flashed home and ran fourth at Hawkesbury in the rush behind Malkovich. One of his sectionals there was a sub-10 for between the four and the two. And that's what this horse is capable of doing. He can reel off brilliant sectionals as he did again at Gosford in the takeover target, flashing home to run third. I know you've highlighted him a few times on your show, Punner's Intelligence, Brad, because that's what this horse has got, the ability to flash home late, off the right tempo, off the right run. So today Jay Ford will be told just to let the horse find his feet early back in the field. He'll need luck in running, but that's the gamble, $19. I think he's definitely worth an each-way chance. 12 Y ha ha falls. No knock on him, but he'll have to go back from the wide barrier as well. He'll be charging home. Um, this, this race does set up well for him, provided they roll along in front. The nine long villas has been money for him, as um, Hurls mentioned earlier. I didn't mind his most recent trial there at Rose Hill. He ran in the Five Diamonds and the Ingham last spring in his two Australian starts. There was money for him both times. 1,400 might be a touch short, but if he's hitting the line, watch for him. It could set him up for a big winter prep. And 13 Cotillia was amazing last start winning at Rose Hill. Just that wide barrier. Has to go back. Needs everything to fall into place, as it does for 16 Fox Fighter, but I'm Prepare to take that gamble at the $19. 16, 12, 9 and 13. A bit of a head-scratcher this race this year, isn't it? I've gone the way of 13, Coda Hill. Now, the barrier, I'm terrified of where he gets to, but I did love the way that he savaged the line to win their last start. Uh, he was ridden quieter, and didn't he respond? He overcame some traffic problems, and the form through that race has been franked a number of times since. So, like his little tick-over trial since then, I just think he's a horse in a really good spot at the moment. Two Frosty Rocks. Looking at the way this race could be run, uh, does Frosty Rocks bounce back to his best form? He's a bit of a control freak. If he doesn't lead, he doesn't doesn't win. His record is as simple as that. So he set outside the leader at Eagle Farm first up, faded out of the finish to have beaten 12 lengths. He was first up for 65 weeks. Will he still be a little bit ring rusty? Potentially. But he is a horse in the past that has shown that he can bounce back straight away from a poor showing. He's a little bit hit, hit and miss like that. Nine Long Villas also caught my eye in those trials. So he returns a gelding. You'd think wide gate 1400 metres maybe next time for him. However, uh, yeah, that reference behind Ellsberg at his first Australian run uh, does read well for this and he did show something there so I think he's a horse worth mm. tracking and 12 way ha ha falls he's another one drawn a little bit of a sticky gate here and he probably wanted it a little bit wetter uh, but on class alone he's hard enough to beat I like that form reference behind Valana two starts ago and wasn't beaten all that far by Opal Ridge last start 13 2 9 and 12
Darren Flindell in the Civic Stakes also tipping number two, Frosty Rocks. Two to beat 13, 12 and 15. Moving to race number nine. Uh, this is the Furphy Handicap Benchmark 78 over the 1,100 metres. This is almost the shortest price favourite of the day, Hurls. Iona Merck. Yeah, and you can see why. It's, um, yeah, tell you what, it's uh, just going through the grades, isn't it? And uh, and just keeps on winning. It's two twenty-five in from $2.50 this morning, so they've struck early. Uh, deductions here, zero for Zani, Penthouse, Wing... Ardian and Miss Dior lose us up the top here with Vestero 26 to 23 back to 26 Iona Merck 250 now 225 we went up 370 uh, Ruffin is or risen 26 $5 insurrection Kalishnikov is a $51 chance authentic jewel 21 34 Shalald Omni Man a 950 chance just out from 850 and we did go up 650 so it's been on the drift all week 61 to 81 Smugglers Bay Kamonic 23 34 Lady Brook never second 15 and Curtis Island 15 and right down the bottom Narito is $7 punters expecting I own a Merc to get the job done very popular in Maltese also yeah, we've spoken about what, a few other races across the meeting here where they don't have a lot of speed on paper. That is not the case here. They're going to go very quick in the early stages. Insurrection comes across. Omni Man comes across. Kamonic has got gate speed. And they'll ensure a genuine gallop in the early stages. Curtis Island holds some kind of position from Barry One. And Iona Merck, I don't think you'll have to look too far back. You should just be stalking the speed and get every possible chance to make it three on the bounce, Ray. Yeah, he should get run of the race stuff, shouldn't he, Brad? And the way he settled last start, just off Kaboo, stalked him, wore him down later. No, he had race fitness and a weight pull on his side, but it just showed his quality, Iona Merck. He, he's a progressive young sprinter, storming through his grades. Four from seven so far in his career, two from two this prep. Um, this race sets up beautifully for him, and um, Bjorn Baker said earlier this morning, Brad, that if he can win today, and the market suggests, he can, then he could well end up in a race like the Ramoni. So he's certainly on the way through the grades to stakes level two. Iona Merck, promising young sprinter. Nine Omni Man did a really good job first up. Um, that's him though. He comes out of the gates running, likes to lead, get control as he did at Warwick Farm. He stormed to the front in the turn and held him off to win well. He's come back in good um, form and he'll be hard to beat again. Five Insurrection comes out of the Warwick Farm race when he went down less than a length to Omni man has to be included if you like omni man and the seven authentic jewel a couple of runs have been sold enough 21 dollars you'll add value to your multiples here but hard to tip against two iona merck promising sprinter brad on the way up two nine five and seven in race nine he does look a sprinter going places, doesn't he? Two, one, five, and nine. So often, if you find one of these talented horses going through the grades over the winter months, uh, they will just get that little picket fence going, and he fits that profile perfectly. So the only little niggle I had with him was 1,200 metres back to 1,100 metres, but I think he's got the class to overcome that. And the fact that he knocked off a group winner in Kaboo last start, with all due respect to his rivals here, uh, I don't think they're of the class of Kaboo. So he should continue on his winning ways. One, Astero is a horse that I've continued to warm to as the week has gone on. So, hit the line at Doombin last start. He did win a, a benchmark 88 two starts ago and beat Conscript. So, it may have been flooded there by a heavy track but that sees him well placed here in a benchmark 78. Good speed on paper. He'll charge the line. I love the way that he trucked his jockey uh, to the line in a recent barrier trial. 
Five, Insurrection and, and nine, Omni-Man. A little between there at Warwick Farm last uh, uh, I don't think there'll be a lot between them here and their fate will be known the first couple hundred metres in terms of how much work they have to do from the uh, from the draw. But Omni-Man, I guess the challenge with him, he's just holding that form now, isn't it? Because three of his past uh, four career wins have been first up and over a thousand metres. But uh, every chance that this is the campaign where he can go right on with the job. So two, one, five and nine. Here, here's tip number 12, Lady Brook. It's a $34 chance. Race 9, number 12, Lady Brook to beat 2 Iona Merck, 5 Insurrection and 9 Omni Man. So Darren tipping one at really good odds there in race 9. Race 10, Hurls will want to be in front coming to the last because this does not get any easier. No, there's a, uh, on your tab ticket or on your website, there's a, uh, a, a section there where it says F for field, and that might be the way to go here because this is uh, $5 Absolutely. for field. Yeah, Stonecoat resumes for a spell, but it's the only last start winner. She's the Gift comes out zero six by 5 for Sonora. Green Shadows and Redwood Shadow come out, zero deductions. Uh, Battleton, they continue to uh, give it a chance, Battleton. It's six fifty. opened up at $8 earlier in the week. Uh, Acceladus, six fifty to 8 although we went up $11. 17 Harrow, Traverse, 34 $10 for Imrahor. Too much caviar, seven fifty. dollars uh, 7 dollars to 850 Yoshino night at $34 cruel summer 23 uh, 19 for silent agenda stone coat our favorite five dollars 34 Akahiro festival dancer 34 and the best back runner here uh, I am lethal 12 to 750 tell you what it's got some convictions as well but it has one second up yeah, and good first up there as well. He was behind Caboo and, and Iona Mert. We've already spoken about the depth of that form line, but he's going to find himself at the opposite end of the field, needing a few things to go his way. At the top end, you've got the Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott train pair. Too much caviar and stone coat, both first up, but over 1,400 metres. Uh, they should find the front. Yoshino potentially coming across. Imrahor won't be too far away. And although Cruel Summer has led in two of his past three starts, I think that's pretty much been by default. I do think he's a, a better chaser, and I, I imagine they take the opportunity to ride in with a bit of cover today Ray. Yeah I'm with the 12 stone coat Brad but uh, no confidence here in the last but he, he resumes off that Morfitt for Guineas win back in March when he led throughout that's what he does he likes to get up on speed control and he is tough he's got that typical Waterhouse bot bone and muscle from Tullock Lodge his two trials have him prime for this first up 1400 um, he does sprint well fresh the 12 stone coat five dollars is short enough in a very open race but I just think he'll be in the right position a controlling position and he'll be tough to run down. I've got him on top 12 stone coat from two battle ton and three Excelidus. Battle tons fourth up here. I think he put the riding on the wall last start when he he was in that three-way finish just beaten by Pesquera and Fierce and um, this is his chance today battle ton. We heard from Bjorn Baker earlier. Braddy's always had an opinion of this horse and sure he's, um, he's close to a win battle ton on the back of that excellent effort last start in the Pesquero race. Excelidus just needs a touch of luck from that awkward barrier, but he's racing well, was beaten narrowly into four spot at Rose Hill in a devil's throat rate race last start. That form's held up. If he can get across into a reasonable position, he'll be hard to beat. And eight Yashina, there were excuses last start for him. He was very good first up at Randwick, beating plundering and he say will make contemporary. So I think he's worth another chance. But again, the barrier draw is a big leveller. Twelve stone coat on top from two three eight. No confidence in the last, so Brad. 
two sixteen seven and three. I'm going with Battleton. Just thinking that he doesn't have to improve much. I don't think on what he did last uh, in this same grade, same track and trip two weeks ago to be in the finish again. A near identical setup here, and he maps to get a similar run. So if he can improve just a touch, third up to fourth up, which is not unreasonable. I do think he's the, the horse to beat, albeit he is 89 weeks now uh, since he last won a race. 16, I am lethal, would have been half keen on his chances had he drawn a barrier. Don't know where he gets to from the gate, but uh, plenty of support this morning in terms of market confidence. You can see why, given the depth of the form line uh, that he comes through there first up. I thought he was fantastic, over 1,200 metres behind Iona Merck and Kabu. That sets up his campaign nicely. He can only improve off that, and out to 1,400 metres looks a lovely progression. Two, uh, seven, too much caviar. Resuming over 1,400 metres, I think there's some intent to be read into that. In the past, it has been 1,200 beaters. He has trialled well. And he's got a fantastic record at Randwick, so he'll give them all something to chase down. And three, Exilatus. Does look well placed out to 1,800 metres himself now, and he wasn't been far, as Ray touched on by Devil's Throat and Kips Bay. That, that form reference certainly stacks up. In this, just a matter of where he gets to from the gate, another one that's drawn a, a touch wide. But two, 16, 7 and 3 to bring us home. Okay, and Darren Flindell, he tips number 16. I am lethal to be two Battleton, 12 Stone Coat and four Harrow. 16, two, 12 and four from Darren in the last. Okay, guys, uh, best bet, best value. Brad, we'll start with you. Yeah, best bet for me is Contemporary. Uh, what's that, race four, number one. I couldn't necessarily find a value, so we'll go with the next best. Uh, nine, two, Iona Merck. I think that, well, there's still a... It hasn't run dry just yet, so we'll go Iona Merck. So race four, number one, contemporary. Next best, race nine, number two, Iona Merck. Ray? Yeah, on the same page as Brad in uh, in reference to contemporary race four, number one. This is an ideal race for him. He's rock hard fit out to the 1300. He'll be storming home. He's bursting to win another race. I think he gets his chance today. Race four, number one, contemporary, the best bet. Value, Anthony, race five, number eight, fuller. I think the, the, this race sets up really well for him out to the Randwick Mile. He's knocking on the door, and I think at about the 850 hurls mentioned earlier, he's good value. Race five, number eight, fuller. And Hurls, just before we let you go, you'll join us for the Melbourne preview. What's been the best back, you would you say, all day there at Randwick? Yeah, stating the obvious with Queenmaker and also uh, with Iona Merck. However, uh, Super Strike will make the best back runner today. It's uh, been very well backed. All right. Thanks, guys. Hurls, you'll join us shortly. Brad, yep. Ray, have a great day. Thanks so much, Anthony. Thanks, guys. See you later. All right, that's uh, our Sydney form preview for Ramwick. We're going to take a short break on Racing HQ. On the other side, our Mel Melbourne form preview with Mark Hunter and Warren Huntley. Mum, it's the finale, the epilogue. The what? The ending, Mum, like a play. Your whole life is play. Okay, it's the final days of the Bingley Yender Financial Year Sale. Is that better? It is if you need a new fridge. Or a washer, a dryer, an oven, a toaster or a TV. Don't miss our huge deals store-wide. When we have a sale, we don't play around. Except for Lionel. The Yender Financial Year Sale, final days. Bingley, better living every day. Cozy up this winter at the Winter Chalets at Royal Randwick. This stylish Alpine-inspired retreat is the perfect place to warm up and unwind while enjoying the excitement of winter racing with live music, winter cocktails, whiskey tastings and memorable menus. Winter Chalet ticket holders enjoy all-day access to the stables and the members' reserve, offering a unique opportunity to experience being a member for the day. Book now at theracers.com.au for a winter racing experience like no other. July 8 and 15 at Royal Randwick. 
Coringal Stud continues to provide outstanding value for broodmare owners in 2023. With rates that few can match, Coringal Stud boasts first-class facilities in the heart of the Riverina. The magnificent 3,000-acre thoroughbred nursery offers permanent and seasonal adjustment for spellers, yearlings and weanlings. Coringal boasts a star-studded stallion lineup of Merchant Navy, Finance Tycoon, Prized Icon, Sandbar and the Brothers War. Contact Angus Lamont on 0429 842 875. G'day, it's Sean Garlic here from Garlow's Pies. People often ask me, how did a footballer go from sticking his head into a scrum to making pies? Well, it goes back to when we were just so sick of getting pies that all it was was pastry and no meat. So I teamed up with my brother Nathan and we created a pie which is deliciously flaky pastry on top, a bottom which is rolled extra thin and filling which is just bursting with flavour. You can find us in Coles and Woolworths but only in the chilled meals section. If you can't see us, grab the manager and say, where are the Garlow's Pies? Because at Garlow's Pies, we're thin on pastry, we're big on meat. At Tab, we're on for Saturday racing. On races 1 to 6 at Randwick, Caulfield and Eagle Farm, place a fixed odds win bet with the Tab app and if your horse runs second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's bonus bets back on 18 races across three big tracks this Saturday. Tab, we're on. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's at website. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Looking to take the next step in your career? Marcus Oldham's Advanced Diploma of Equine Business Management will give you the practical and business skills to set you up for a rewarding career in the equine industry. Our graduates gain unique opportunities in careers worldwide across racing, bloodstock, stud management, breeding, horse health, marketing and more. Visit marcusoldham.vic.edu.au forward slash equine or attend our open day on Sunday 30 July to find out more. If you want to experience the best racing action in the heart of Australia, Alice Springs Thoroughbreds is your number one destination. Get your team together and head to Pioneer Park for the very best that the Red Centre has to offer. Territory Racing, be part of it. And here is a champion. Cracksman wins the champion in fantastic style. The only place to catch the very best equine superstars from around the globe. First time, every time is right here. Live and exclusive across the Sky Racing Network. World-class Sprinter Merchant Navy offers Group 1 quality at an affordable price at Turingal Stud in 2023. The son of champion sire Fast Ed Rock was among the best of his generation, winning the Coolmore Stud Stakes at Flemington and the coveted Diamond Jubilee at Royal Ascot. At Stud, Merchant Navy has produced this season's stakes winners, Steel City and Royal Merchant. A dual Group 1 winning three-year-old, Merchant Navy will stand at a fee of 13200 Contact Angus Lamont on 0429 842 875. This is Ray Thomas. And I'm Dean Ritchie. Listen every Sunday from 7 for the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. It must be boring people to have so many issues go to the bunker. And incredibly wrong. We have the latest on league with Peter Peters. Come on, I'm sick and tired of players and their managers trying to stand over class. And Phil Buzz Rothfield. There was no media plan on how they should handle it. The media just turned up and bombarded the players. Why didn't the club have something organised? The Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Sunday mornings on Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab. Hi, Bank. Hi, it seems like everyone's talking about the fixed rate mortgage cliff. Oh, it's all we talk about. What's going to happen? Well, you fall off a very, very good rate <laughs> to a very bad one. Oh, that's horrible. Oh, terrible. Are you laughing? <laughs> no. You're horrible. <laughs> you can soften the landing when your fixed rate ends. 
Go to athena.com.au for great rates and interest-only options. Athena, love us and leave us. At TAB, we're on for Greyhounds this Saturday night. Back the winner on races one to six at Ipswich and get paid out. Plus your stake back as a bonus bet up to $25. That's winnings paid, plus your stake back at Ipswich this Saturday night. TAB, we're on. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's at website. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. The very best of US racing seven days a week. Live and exclusive across the Sky Racing Network. Jackano, the highest rated Australian bred three-year-old cult of his generation. And here's Jackano. Jackano was an outstanding winner of the Golden Rose, defeating Australia's highest rated filly in secret. In secret up the fence, Jackano wide out, Jackano! Jackano! Jackano defeated six Group 1 winners in his CFO Stakes victory, including the outstanding dual Group 1 winners, Mr. Brightside and I'm Thunderstruck. Jackano, new to Wittenstead. Oh, Jackano! Don't whinge and whine about the traffic. Think of the wine you have at home. A glass of Windy Peak Shiraz. By DeBortley, of course. Here's the traffic. Dry July starts soon. Go dry this July and raise funds to improve the comfort and well-being of people affected by cancer. Sign up today at dryjuly.com. Mascot Qantas Drive between Qantas Service Road and Roby Street. Works are affecting both ways all day. It's a 40k an hour zone. If you're heading to the airport, plan ahead and allow additional travel time. St Peter's all weekend, there's works with a contraflow and reduced speeds on Canal Road both ways between Princess Highway and Kent Road. Bingley's Yenda Financial Year Sale is now on with massive deals store-wide. Head in store or online to bingley.com.au. Bingley, better living every day. I'm Luke Jermaine, number one in racing on Sky Sports Radio. Interstate Form Preview, brought to you by Bet's Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Bet's Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with? Welcome back to Racing HQ on this Saturday. Great to have your company. Time now for our Melbourne form preview. And don't forget, after 10 a.m., we've got behind the gates. And we'd love to hear from you if you've got a horse you'd like to ask our experts about. 0419767272. Text those through now. So we've got a list of horses we can ask either Darren Flindell or the mailman Shane O'Cass about. And Andrew Hurley will join us as well. That's behind the gates after 10 a.m. here on Racing HQ. But time now for the Caulfield preview, and we say very good morning to Mark Hunter. Good morning, Mark. Morning, Anthony. How are you? Yeah, really good. First meeting at Caulfield for quite some time, so you should have a pretty fair deck to play on. Yeah, it's gone from a seven to a six overnight. I went and had a look at it. Looks uh, looks like, a, as you would imagine, new new lawn looks like. So it should race pretty well. If I had a guess, I'd say they might sort of get out to four, five, six wide in the straight. Okay, Warren Huntley's with us as well. Good morning to you, Warren. How'd you find the meeting at Caulfield? morning, Anthony. I found it incredibly tough. I think there's some depth to virtually every race on the card. I think we need to try and play a little bit wider, but saying that, uh, there's some value throughout the card, so if we find a two or three winners throughout the, the day, we should finish on the right side. Let's get stuck straight into it then, guys. Hurls is still with us. He'll talk us through the market for race number one. It's a two-year-old race over the 1,000 metres. Hurls? Yeah, marching comes out one cent the win and one cent the win also deduction for Le Petit Angel. 
All right, we've got Malaboom up at top seventeen, fifteen dollars Scorsi. We've got Amigo three fifty, six dollars Mantua. We opened up at uh, eleven dollars and spent seven fifty to six this morning. Regal Zoo forty one, twenty one Spring Eagle, Jabenti thirteen, seventeen Nadal. Our favourite is Outback Miss three dollars. No change this morning. Ten dollars Ginger and Pink, and down the bottom Bolsheviks is a forty one dollar chance. Well, the money went on early here. Uh, for Mantua, uh, eleven dollars when the market first opened. Continuous support this morning, seven fifty to six dollars. I'm going to go with Outback Miss. It's a horse that trialled really well going into that first up run on the wet track at Bendigo, and it won well there. I think the way this race sets up, it can roll forward, park just off the speed, maybe in the best part of the track, control the race from there, and we'll go with Outback Miss to win to beat number eleven Ginger and Pink. Probably the least favourite of the Moody runners, but. A terrific debut, charged from the back against the tempo of the race, gone for a spell, come back, had a soft trial against his stable mates and looked to go quite well. Three Amigo, ran well enough on debut, looks to be going nicely at the trials. There, my main three, next best number one, Malibu, who's got good speed and should lead for a long way. 10, 11, 3 and 1. Yeah, like Mark, I'd like the recent jump out of number 11, Ginger and Pink from the Moody stable. He's got a strong hand in the race and I think she might be a touch of value, but it's a race where there's still plenty to learn with the horses at this stage of their career. 11 for me at a 10 outback mess. We've seen her recently run well and win on debut. She was strong through the line there. She looks to be a horse that's quite promising. She trialled well going into that debut performance. But number four, Mantua, was strong through the line on debut. Be better for that experience, that form. I think we can trust through links. We saw Kaua Vallant come out from the Moroni stable and, and win out of that race impressively at midweek level. Number six, Spring Eagle, another horse to win impressively on debut. And Kevin Bedgwood's put the blinkers on among the gear changes following that uh, that debut win. Must be thinking there's some improvement there with those gear changes. 11, 10, 4 and 6. Adam Olzanski calling the races uh, for us this afternoon at Caulfield with Matt Hill away at Royal Ascot. He tips number 11 in the first as well. Ginger and Pink, 11 to beat 10, 3 and 4 from Adam in race one. Race two, Hurls, three-year-old race over the 1,000 metres. What's happening with the market? Katsu, our favourite, 260 to 280. 850 to 950 Penthouse. Epic Centre is a $9 chance out from eight this morning. 550, 650, back to 550 Bubble Palace. Flying on a limb, $5 to 480. Clock strikes. Now, we opened up at $17 for it. It's now into 850, 14 to 13 for uh, Bahama Bay. And Ortega, 19 to 13. And we've just taken a bet of 6,000 each way at $14 on Ortega. Now, Katsu is our favourite, but it's not necessarily the most popular runner. It's actually flying on a limb. I'm with Katsu here. I'm giving him a, another chance. He uh, didn't have an ideal lead up into his most recent run. There was a jump out that was cancelled and uh, the stable had to, to try and make other arrangements to get him to the races. That was at stakes level. He's got 60 kilos here and, and a few have claimed away from him. So it is a challenge, but he's a big, strong horse and there's good speed in the race through the likes of Penthouse, Bubble Palace and others. And I think Katsu can win. I think he can bounce back one ahead of five. Flying on a limb, who's in great form this preparation. She'll appreciate good tempo up front. She gets right down in the weight following the claim. Penthouse, Matty Dale's uh, picked out a few horses that he wants to target the Caulfield meeting out. I think Penthouse will give a great sight riding the speed. Best of the on paces for me. And four, 
Bubble Palace. She's had some breathing issues. The stable have got her back in good form. She can't be held up. She'll roll along there and be one of the on-speed runners. I'm keen on one, eight of five, two and four. I'm going to tip number five, flying on a limb. It's going to take a good ride. There's terrific speed this race. Penthouse goes like the wind. There's a few that will keep it busy. Uh, flying on a limb will probably settle second last down the fence. But with clear air, getting to the outside the last 300 metres, I think flying on a limb can run them down. To beat number one, Katsu, who I think will be let run. They held it up last time. Don't think that worked. Let it run. Got a good chance. Eight Ortega. Nice horse Ortega. It's probably going to settle last with good speed on, no weight running on. And then four Bubble Palace, who's, who was uh, who lost its way last campaign, is back in business here and a good turnaround on the weights on flying on a limb. So five, one, eight and four. Adam Olszewski going with the four Bubble Palace to beat one Katsu, five flying on a limb and six clock strikes. Four, one, five and six from Adam in race two. Race three, Hurls. It's the Marshall White handicap for the three-year-old Phillies over 1,200. Mamba Dancer comes out, five by six, a deduction, and simply sparkles at one cent to win. Up the top, we've got Field of Praise at 9.50, got to 10 back to $9 this morning. Vavia in a wide open race is the favourite, 4.20 to 4.40, back to 4.20. Desire, 4.60 to 4.40, uh, $12 for Entremont. Impending Shadow, 11 $12 Silent Scream, but we went up as much as $26 for it. $13 Gemstar, Girl is a $23 Major Key, 13 $6, double earn. It has a budge from that quote all week. 31 for Imps and Snick is a $41 chance. So pretty competitive betting race. In terms of dollars held, yeah, it's pretty much market order. Although, we've written some bets for Spring Eagle. And it's at a, uh, sorry, I've gone to the wrong race. Uh, that was the case, but in race one. Uh, Solid Scream at $12. Yeah, it's off the back of money, that trim in. I think Silent Scream's the best horse in the race, so I'm going to tip it. It's a horse that, when a good maiden on debut at Tarang, went to kite in one of those apprentice races, ran third, probably should have won by four or five lengths. It's gone for a spell. It's come back. It's had two soft 600-metre jump outs ridden by, it looks like, a young apprentice. So I'm hoping it's turning up to the races fit enough. Yeah, I think it's the best horse in the race. If it runs to its form, I think Silent Scream will win to beat number three, Desire, who goes well fresh. Good trial, going to park fifth, sixth, somewhere there and blend in at the right time. Two Varvia, suited this grade, has got a chance. And 11 Dublin, fitter for two back. Its last one was okay. Got a claim there for Luke Campbell. It's in the mix as well. I like six, I just hope it's fit enough. Six, three, two and 11. With number three, Desire here. Better odds available earlier in the week. The Tred Zidwoods, I wouldn't even be surprised if she starts favourite here. She's got a, a good fresh record as Mark outlined. She's trialled up really nicely. The race sets up quite well for her, and she gets a couple of kilos off the, the Wiramu pin. Three for me out of 11, Dublin, who's come back in really good order. The, the form through the most recent run looks good with cause for concern, winning at Flemington last Saturday. Dublin will strip fitter again. Field of praise has trialled up nicely to resume. The stable had some options in easier races during the week. The winkers come off for her first up. She's got a good draw. She's trialled up in good fashion. And is fit and consistent. She's not necessarily a regular winner. I think she's in the mix. I'm not surprised that she's drifting slightly. 3-11, 1 and 2. Selections from Adam Olzanski in race 3, 2 Varvia to beat 3 Desire, 11 Double Earn and 1 Field of Praise. 2, 3, 11 and 1 from Adam in race 3. Race 4 
Here's a benchmark 78 here over the mile. Sir Atlas uh, is trying to make an unbeaten record. Four out of four comes up favourite here, Hills. Yeah, it's the favourite, as you said, at 380. Ruben Blur comes out, zero deduction, 11 by 11 for Wascali. Up at the top, we've got Blue Cup. It's a $14 chance. Uh, Marshall Eagle, $11. Uh, we'd bet as much as 18 for it. 11 to 12 for Trosset. Mr. Dependable, $151. Bold Bourbon, $6. 19 De Niro. Naboo Star, 13 into 10. 17 to 18 Cuban State. The Big Buzz, 26 into 19 this morning. 9 to 9.50 for the nephew. Uh, Parisian Dancer is a $26 chance. 34 to 23 Beaufort Pass. Protection Money, 81. Wild Imagination over from Adelaide's an $8 chance. And Sir Atlas, the favourite, 350 to 3.80. Earlier in the week, it could have got as much as 6.50. Typically competitive race for the program. Bold Bourbon's had a freshen up. He's winning the Caster and Cup last start. was terrific. Not an easy track to sit wide. And he was wide the trip. And he was strong through the line. He's had a freshen up since that run. And the last time we saw him on the fresh side was when he started building picket fence with an impressive win at Tarang. So, leading to five each way. Hit a three, Tresetti was a terrific run first up. Trolled up nicely between runs. Gets the claim for Laura Lafferty. Ten, the nephew, stablemate to Tresetti was able to improve to win. Second up, you would think, would even be further improved. Probably needs some luck from the draw, but uh, it's going to be strong late, you would think, here at 1,600 metres. 15, Wild Imagination looks to get a lovely run from the inside draw. Richard and Chantel Jolly have got a number of runners here that look well-placed crossing the border today and they need to be respected when they travel to Victoria. 5, 3, 10, 15. Yeah, I'm going to tip number 15, Wild Imagination, just because of the run will get, I think, from gate one, it lobs third inside, gets a beautiful drag behind the speed and will present as the winner. Be hard to run down the last 200 to beat number three, Tresetti, who does a great training performance first up off that long spell and trialled well, ran well. Going to be hard to beat here, fitter. 16, Sir Atlas is a nice horse. Just going to be in an awkward spot from the gate. And five, Bold Bourbon, who's just flying back to the mile, but in great form, has got a winning hope. Even race, 15, 3, 16 and 5. Adam Olzanski in race 4, 6 on top. De Niro to beat 15, 9 and 3. 6, 15, 9 and 3, living out the favourite there. World Atlas in the fourth race, 5. It's a three-year-old 1,400-metre race here. Hurls, what's happening with the market? Yeah, Rylov comes out at zero deduction. Redmond, a $15 chance. $5.50 to 6 for Lansbar Ruby. Castilian, $8.50. In from 10 this morning, 14 for Michelotti. We've got another Ponzi at $8.50. $15 Eye of the Eagle. Hazel Baby, our favourite, $3.80 and solid. $12 Magnus Spin. Crimo, $18. $12 Crown Crusher. Shack Attack is a $10 chance. 26 King Neptune. And Superstock, 41 Hazel Baby, the favourite, went up 4.40 earlier in the week, but overall it's a pretty quiet betting race. Yeah, it's wide open here. Bit of value for me, number 10, Crimo. I think Crimo showed good ability its first campaign. Has come back from a spell. First two runs were okay. It was better last time running on from the back. It will settle near enough to last here. But the speed looks okay, and I think Crimo can run on well to beat 11, Crown Crusher, who just found the trip too short last time, will be fitter, will be running on. Eight, Hazel Baby. I know it's one at 1,400 metres. I'm not convinced it runs a strong 1,400, but got a chance. And then four, Michelotti, who trolled terrific into that first up run, ran well. Again, I just wish it was 12 or 1,300. 1,400 worries me a little bit. 
10, 11, 8 and 4. Leading to eight, Hazel Baby. She took a while to break through, but she's had a very good campaign, this preparation, and she graduated from maiden grade with a good closing performance behind a, a smart, stable mate in extra two last start. And that was at 1,300 metres. I think she can she can run the 1,400 metres here. So leaning eight in a two-lounge bar, Ruby, who's going to need some luck the key stage of the race to get clear from the inside draw. He didn't get that luck two starts ago, but he's continued to race well his preparation. Through that same form line, number nine, Magnus Finn will strip fitter. Was closing off well in the same race as Lounge Bar Ruby last start. And six, another Ponzi gets the blinkers off and the visor on, racing in good form. Another one from the Richard Chantel Jolly stable over the border today. <coughs> this class, eight, two, nine, six. Tips from Adam Olzanski in the fifth, two lounge bar Ruby from one eight and nine, two one eight nine, race five from Adam. Race six is the City Index handicap benchmark eighty four, fourteen hundred metres. Keen to see how this one comes back. Sir Lawrence, what's the betting telling us, Hurls? Well, it's telling us it's a favourite. It's at $4. Prince of Helena comes out two by one and Cardigan Queen 12 by 12. At the top, we've got Open Minded, a $23 chance. 14 into 10 for St. Bathens. She's a gift, 34. $12, Aaron Bay, first up from the spell. Barbie's Fox, 850, no change. Mensa Missile, 850 to 9. 10 to 11, ton of grit. It's been easy right throughout the week, 750. Uh, conversely, St. Lawrence, we went up $7, 420 to 4 dollar even today. 950 turbo. Federal $10, then we go down to Serious Liaison 13 and Sonora 650 to 7. Well, if you shopped early, you would have got $7 for St. Uh, yeah, St. Lawrence, 420 to $4 this morning. Broken record with the competitive tough race, but I'm interested in number two, St. Bathens here. He's got a good first up record. Andrew Forsman's a terrific trainer, and even at the $10 now, I think he might be a little bit over the odds. No trials or jump outs, so you wanted to see some market support, and it's there. Two, for me, you had a five, Aaron Bay, who got out to 2,000 metres during his last preparation. He looks to have trialled up well to resume. Near side bubble cheeker goes on, just might help him keep a, a little bit straighter, and the inside draw with the claim for Gary Lowe are positives. Barbie's Fox, I think, will appreciate getting back out to the 1,400 metres here, number six, and 13, Serious Liaison. Probably doesn't want the track any worse than this, but if it's racing like a, a soft six and, and, and horses that are, that are comfortable in that type of ground are performing, then I think Serious Liaison, with the recent run under the belt, is going to be very strong late. Two, five, six and 13. I'm in number 10 Turbo here. I think it's got a great HOA chance. This horse, you go back last campaign, it was an unlucky second to his Bonneville here at this trip. Now, it's come back from a spell, one at 1,300 metres, was sent up your way Back to 1,200, which was too short for it, but ran really well through the line. It's fitter, gets out to a perfect trip. I think you're on the right spot to blend into the race at the right time. I like Turbo here to beat 11 Federal, who all its runs overseas were good. Joined the McAvoy Stable, trial well. Nine, St. Lawrence, had a good campaign last time, can win, just needs luck from the draw. And next best, maybe number 14, Sonora, who goes forward. It's a cheap run just behind the speed. But keen on 10 turbo, 10, 11, 9 and 14. Adam Olzanski agrees. He's got the 10 on top turbo from 9, 14 and 6. Uh, 10, 19. It's 10, 9, 14 and 6 rather in race number 6. Race 7. This is the Michael Walker Farewell Handicap 1100 metre race. Uh, Sydney side a favourite winning verse. Mark Connor's making the trip down hurls. 
Yeah, and it's a two ninety favourite, but it's knocked around by scratching somewhat. Bright Diamond three by four, three by three for Rainbell, Invincible Caviar, fourteen by thirteen, two by one Ogerson, and Jungle Sensation just that one cent the win. Leaves us with winning verse two eighty to two ninety, Boss Lady Rocks eleven dollars, four sixty Senegalia, Gaze Grizz a twenty three dollar chance, Vivian is seven dollars. 26 Mouse Almighty, All About Eve, $11, $12 at Starlight Scope. Nicolette is a $6 chance. It's best back because we went up $14, even allowing for scratchings, and Juliet at $26. With Winning Verse, I, I, look, I, again, I don't think it runs a super strong 1,200, but 1,100 metres is perfect. We've seen it scorch around Caulfield and win here before. The worry here is a genuine soft six. If that's the case, that's about as wet as the horse wants it. So a dry, if it was soft five, I'd be really keen on winning verse to win to beat 14 Nicolite, who they've tried out it longer. It doesn't get it. It's a run-on sprinter, so it's well-placed here. 11 All About Eve has trialled terrific, just going to be buried back in the field, needing luck, but should be charging. And six Senegalia, who I find too hard to follow, its last run would give it some chance. Three the one to beat, track condition vital, three, 14, 11 and six. As Mark outlined, number 11, all about Eve's trolled up really well. She's going to need some luck, but there's some speed here from the shoot start and a lot of it's drawn out wider. So sometimes that can, can generate some real pressure and the gaps can open up. They'll need to, but I do think 11, all about Eve's going well enough to be winning here with the luck that she's going to need. Winning verse, I think, will be the strongest of the on-speed runners. She's down here in good form. She's got around Caulfield well before. I think Mark Collins has identified a suitable race to get her back here. 14 Nicolite, I think it was as good as she's gone last start. She was tested out for longer trips, but I think around about the, this sprint trip, maybe the 1,200 metres is, is the right trip for her. She's got a really good burst of acceleration when she's let go, and this race might set up well for her to be stalking that speed and use that uh, that sprint when she needs to. And Senegalia was very well ridden to win last start, gets the, the claim here, goes in. 11, 3, 14 and 6. Adam Olszanski's tipping number 6, Senegalia, in race 7, 6, 3, 14 and 11 from Adam in race 7. Race number 8 is the City Index Quality, 2,000 metres here at open level. Normandy Bridge favourite, Hurls? Yeah, 3 by 2, the deduction for Wild Chap. Milford is a 5.50 chance, in from $6 this morning. 8.50 to $7, not usual, glorious. $10, Cherry Tortoni. Normandy Bridge, our favourite, 270 to $280. Now, on the drift is a drip. A deep strike, rather. 3.50 to 4.80. 51 to 34, no effort. Fifth position, $18. Irish Flame, 81. 18, Independent Road. We've got Flash Feeling, 41 and 41. Uh, beg your pardon, Flash Feeling, 14 and 41 for Station 1. Well, despite the fact we've got a $2.80 favourite, it's a very quiet betting race. Milford and also not usual glorious have been the two best firmers in the race 11 to 550 milford not usual glorious 15 to 7 uh, prior to those scratchings i'm leaning for normandy bridge here he's had the runs round about the 1800 meters or at the 1800 meter distance range and obviously given him a good grounding and he's been effective beyond 1800 meters before so i've got for normandy bridge on top, I think the improver might be three, Cherry Tortoni, who's been back to the trials since his most recent run. On Melbourne Radio, Patrick Payne was a little bit concerned about the up-and-down nature of the Sandown track for his most recent run. 
that his best runs are on the flatter tracks. He gets back to a, a flatter track. He'd probably prefer him at Flemington, but I think he can improve, and, and I think he's one of the winning chances in another Epen race. Has to be included. Number five, Deep Strike, was a brave ride from Billy Pin last start to stay near the inside where virtually no horse had been and, and get the better of Normandy Bridge. He goes well that 1,800-metre circuit at Hillside, but he's also a winner here at Caulfield. And Milford's an Easter Cup winner here. He'll be fitter coming through the same form line. The rising distance suits. Four, three, five, one. I'm with five Deep Strike. I think Deep Strike gets conditions to suit here. It's a wet tracker, so it gets that. There's good speed up front. It parks somewhere between fifth and seventh on the fence. It trails through. It'll run 2,000 metres strongly. I think Deep Strike's got a great hope to beat four. Normandy Bridge, who's going well, chased Deep Strike home last time. It's been running at 1,800 metres. Just has to get the extra 200. I think a terrific value chance here, number eight, fifth position. This horse had two runs back. Didn't fire first up, ran well second up. It's a soft tracker, gets a good tempo up front. And then two, not usual glorious, who gets a nice run up on the speed, but I thought placed best. Three hopes for me, five, four, eight, then two. Adam Olszewski in race eight with number one, Milford on top from four, ten and five. One, four, ten, five in race eight from Adam. That takes us to the last race. Race number nine, benchmark 84, 1,200 metres and not dissimilar to Sydney Hurls. Will want to be in front coming to the last because it doesn't get any easier. No, that's exactly right. The steerer comes out racing in Sydney, zero deduction, zero four ocean beyond and red chase, eighteen by fourteen outback action and hello broadcast three by two. Leaves us with Ngawa up the top. It's a six dollar fifty chance. Thirty one dollars for pro consent. Seven fifty into six fifty this morning for Tijuana. Sessions Road twenty one eighteen for Cristani. Prowling our favourite four eighty into four forty. Sam's Image a fifteen. Uh, Skywolf six fifty and solid twelve dollars whip crack away. Just Jake nineteen to twenty one back to nineteen. Larkares a thirteen twenty one electric bell and nine to nine fifty four along the river. Yep, very tough way uh, to finish the card. Uh, probably the most popular runner actually has been Skywolf. It's a $6.50 chance. Yeah, no idea here. Just keep, just keep filling out numbers for the quaddy. I will go number nine, uh, number nine Prowling, who back to 1,200 metres I think suits better. It's going to be an awkward spot on the fence, needing luck at the right time. If I was going to have a race, a bet in the race, I'd have something small on number 16 Electric Bell, my second pick, who got a big booming finish on today. He'll be back off midfield, maybe in the best part of the track and should be charging. 11 Skywolf can certainly win here fresh and one on Goa. Soft tracker, ran okay first up, but the claim has got some chance. Wide, wide open, 9, 16, 11 and 1. Yeah, as wide as you can go here, but we've got the same top selection. I think Prowling coming back to the 1,200 metres, stakes facing at 1,200 metres, this preparation, and it tested the longer trip last start, and I think back to, to the 1,200 metres here are positive. 14 Lark Arrest was scratched from a race at home track at Mornington that looked a suitable race during the week. I think showed nice improvement first up, the second up. Maps to get a, a good run. 12 whip crack away, another one coming back in distance, I think suited around the 1,200 metres rather than a little bit further. And like the way number 11 Skywolf is trialling up in the jump outs to get back to the race as a horse that generally fires first up. Tough finish, 9, 14, 12, 11. 
Yeah, Adam Olszewski agrees. He's got the nine on top in race nine at Caulfield. Prowling to defeat 18 along the river, five Tijuana and eight Crestani. Nine, 18, five and eight from Adam in race nine at Caulfield. Okay, guys, time for your best bets. Mark, we'll start with you. Best bet at Caulfield and anything around the grounds? Tough day, Anthony. My best, I'll go race six, number 10, Turbo, looking for some value. My roughy, race five, number 10, Crimo. And unfortunately, around the grounds at Ballarat Synthetic, and yesterday, unless you're in lane one, you couldn't win. So um, we'll give that meeting a big pass. Thank right. you. Sit today out. What about you, Warren? Best at Caulfield? Best for me, Anthony, race two, number one, Katsu, giving him a, another chance. Thought there was some value around race six, number two, St. Bathens. He's trimmed up a bit, but I still think such over the odds around the $10. Good on you guys. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, thanks, Anthony. Mark Hunter and Warren Huntley. Hurls, what was the best backed at Caulfield all day? Yeah, it comes up early. It's flying on a limb. $4.80, it's, uh, it's still getting a nice price about it, but just dollars held, mate. It's uh, the best backed runner. As far as jockeys' challenge is concerned this afternoon, Blake Shin, very short at $1.65. Bo Merton's at $5. Uh, Wiramu Pins at $7. Then go to the any other jockey option, $11. Ben Mellon, $15 or better for the remainder. Races 1 to 6, Ramwick, Caulfield and Eagle Farm today using your tab account of your Horse runs second or third, you'll get a bonus bet back up to fifty dollars. That's about eighteen races. We've got that offer on available for me. Good on you, Hills. We'll speak after ten AM with the behind the gates crew. Look forward to it, mate. All right, we're off to a break on Racing HQ on the other side.